Cult Collectibles is the number one site for historical items from the People's Temple, Heaven's Gate, Om Shinrikyo, and many other cults that you never even knew existed. Hundreds of hours of work have gone into curating our collection of unique and one-of-a-kind items from the dark history of these groups. We also have a large selection of true crime memorabilia from such notorious cases as Edmund Kemper, Jeffrey Dahmer, Charles Manson, and many more. We add new items to the site every week and post sales and auctions on our Instagram at Cult Collectibles. So visit us on the web at cultcollectibles.org today. What's going on? I'm Lucky Saruti, director of Kindness of Strangers, Freak, and Uncle Slezo's Toxic and Terrifying TV Hour. And you're listening to Sick on Cinema, baby. Sick on cinema. I want a half of your up your fucking borstal, <laughs> podcasters, John. I'm your other half, Matt. And I am, I'm fucking tired. I am too. <laughs> I hate my job. I hate my life. I hate everything. <laughs> Me too, bro. Life is, uh, life sucks. <laughs> and then you die. die. <laughs> this man was always right. <laughs> not always, but eh, that's true. That's he, was, true. He, he was right then. <laughs> <laughs> he was right there, but not always. That was based. That was based. <laughs> <laughs> the only oh. time you'll hear us say Mr. Man was based. <laughs> and when he wrestled God, too, that was pretty based. <laughs> that, that was funny. <laughs> <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, God has left the building. <laughs> God, it's, it's so funny. <laughs> so fucked up. Uh, so, uh, yeah, we're here. We're going across the pond for this episode, if you will. Yes. And uh, before we do that, and mm-hmm. we get to the questions and everything, I just want to say that uh, European geography is not a strong suit of mine. No. Um, you should know that mm-hmm. by where we live and where we went to school at. Yes. You know, not just America, but the South. You know, uh, the education system in this area is... Uh, weak. Abysmal. Yeah. You basically memorize shit to take tests and that's it. Yes. <laughs> They don't actually teach you anything. Is that not just the educational system in America? Probably. Yeah, probably. Those damn SATs and yeah. TCAPs. And it was all just for tests and shit. Mm-hmm. It's not so much... we fuck shit up and we say the wrong thing. We apologize to all of our yeah. listeners from that area. <laughs> yes. Because <laughs> we might call the UK or England or Britain. I, I get confused. <laughs> yeah, I don't know if... If the, all those things together mean the same thing, or if they don't. We're dumb, is what we're trying to get at. Yeah. We're stupid as shit. So, uh, give us a little bit of leeway, if you will. Yes. So, uh, 
You want to go ahead and get into questions, comments, and concerns? Uh, sure. Sure. My brain is melted right now. Well, you know, it is what it is. Yeah. <laughs> um, we got to doing these like late at night, <laughs> buddy. My work. I know. It's the only way it allows me to do it now. God. It's either early in the morning or late at night. You know I don't get up early. I know. So, I, well, you don't barely get up. <laughs> I hope I don't get up at all. So, there was the time I went to work, and my boss was like, "How you doing?" And I was like, "Well, I woke up, so not so good." <laughs> no, you don't tell you told your boss that. Yeah, that was bad. As Doug telling his boss uh, ligma. Yeah, I gotta go home because I got ligma. <laughs> what a dick. <laughs> uh, Anywho, Doug. Questions, comments, and concerns can be sent to sickoncinema at gmail.com. Or you can wait to the week of the episode. We are a bi-weekly podcast. Mm-hmm. And on our Instagram page, we'll post a lovely little image that says we're taking questions. And you can ask in the comment sections below. Yes. So first up here, we have a question from Chris Severed of Severed Cinema. That's insane. Severed Cinema. Severed Cinema. And if you are a fan of our podcast and you're a fan of extreme cinema and underground cinema and you do not frequent Severed Cinema, you're doing yourself a disservice and you need yeah. to go do that right now because they are excellent. Absolutely. They host a great Morbid Horror podcast from Brandon mm-hmm. Terry. You know, I've gotten countless recommendations and information from their site, so... Interviews as well. Yes. So, yeah. Good Severed shit. Cinema fucking rules. Yes. They are the Bible of the uh, underground, <laughs> if you will. Very much so. I learned about a lot through uh, scrolling through the internet and coming across their page. Chris asks, Howdy, gents. Perhaps I'm too late for the next show, but here goes. You're right on time. <laughs> You're right on time, yes. Do you guys live a secret life aside from the podcast? For example, do your coworkers or boss or family members know about your show? And if so, to what level? Do you feel the need to keep certain aspects low-key due to having living a normal life? So are you free AF? Cheers, Chris. Uh, Interesting questions when I read that. I was like, ooh. <laughs> yeah. Uh, family knows about it. They know we do a podcast. Yeah. They don't know what it is, though. They don't know exactly what we talk about. No. Not everybody. <laughs> I don't want my parents to know that I own Gusso Milk and Squirm Fest, <laughs> even though I just I solely bought them for the podcast. Yes. I still don't want them to know that's in my collection. No. <laughs> or half the movies. Or 90% of the movies that are in my collection. It's true. <laughs> um, yeah, there's definitely shit that I've bought either for the show, in the, you know, for stuff in the future, stuff like that that's like, you know, probably shouldn't flaunt that around too much. Yeah. I mean, P- uh, my youngest sister listens to the show. Yeah. So, she knows. Hmm. It, but she's kind of one of the people that got me into horror. My, my my mom knows about the show, of course, mm-hmm. and I, I talked to her about it a little bit without going into, like, extreme detail all yeah. the time. As far but, as, like, coworkers, no. <laughs> I have not told any of them I do a podcast. I think there's only, like, one of my friends outside of the show mm-hmm. that knows about this. Right. So, unless they follow, like, my Instagram, like, I tease it there, like, one time. Yeah. I mean, it's not like, it's not like I'm keeping it a secret or anything or hiding from anybody or anything like that. No. Like a, I'm not embarrassed or ashamed about what we talk about at all. It's just, I don't want to explain it. <laughs> no. I don't want to get into it and have to, like, you know, try to explain to them why I watch the stuff I do and what it is and everything like that. Exactly. You know what I mean? And if I told them and I was like, uh, oh, hello, Cat. <laughs> If I told them, like, oh, yeah, we interviewed Fred Vogel or something like that, mm. they'd be like, who the fuck's Fred Vogel? And then I'd be yeah. like, well, you know, I don't, and it's just not a conversation I really want to get into. No. <laughs> Thanks, Clarice, for walking all over my notes. <laughs> Hell yeah. She's you based. Cat. She's based, that's for sure. I love, I love my cat. <laughs> but yeah. Um, 
you know, like I said, like it's not something I like. I don't feel the need to hide it. Yeah, I just don't want to get into it, so it's just easier to kind of keep that and everything else separate. Yeah, Clarice knows about the show. She does. She's constantly here for it. Yeah, um, she she'll be in here for like a couple minutes sometimes when I'm watching something. She's like, eh, yeah, I'm gonna nope out of here. Yeah. <laughs> And it's like, you know, like when it comes to my collection and stuff too, it's like, again, it's not like I feel a need to like hide it or anything like no. that. It's just easier to not try to explain to somebody why you bought Japanese fetish shit. Exactly. Or <laughs> real death. Yeah. It's just yeah. like, it is what it is. You know what I mean? Yeah. But uh, thank you, Chris, again for the question. Yes. Severed cinema. I found those batteries. <laughs> what? <laughs> there they are. <laughs> you son of a bitch, man. <laughs> Thank you, Chris. <laughs> yeah, thank you. Next up, we have Rai One. Should Real our un- Rai One, Rai One. <laughs> <laughs> how, how many weeks now has Rai One been asking this question? That's the first time that happened. I don't know. <laughs> I apologize. It just hit my brain for some reason. <laughs> One of the worst Iggy Pop songs ever. <laughs> Cause I just got home and looking real good. That song's awful. God, it's horrible. <laughs> I'm such a huge Iggy Pop fan, but man, that song sucks. That song is awful. <laughs> I didn't remember that was Iggy Pop. It just hit my brain. <laughs> I was like, "Do you remember the, the the Tim Allen movie Wild Ones? Wild Hogs? Wild, yeah, I do. <laughs> I, as a kid, I watched that movie way too much. Dude, it's I remember. Uh, I remember our friend Gilby one time being like, "Yeah, I want a copy of that on Blu-ray," and I was like, "What?" <laughs> <laughs> and it became this like running joke that you owned a copy of Wild Hogs on Blu-ray. <laughs> I didn't even know Wild Hogs made it to Blu-ray. <laughs> well, you know. <laughs> it's everything as at this point. Almost. <laughs> well, raw one. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Asks, should our understanding of reality and our own conscious existence be treated with certainty or skepticism? I'm going to use that one more time. <laughs> Should our understanding of reality and our own consciousness, our conscious existence, be treated with certainty or skepticism? Shit, I don't know, bro. (laughs) Basically, are we living in the real world or is this all a simulation, Matt? I mean, I'd say it's the real world. It's not really anything. Well, you know, there's there's an interesting theory I heard one time about, like, death, right? Where it's like, uh, you know, when you dream... A dream that feels like it lasts hours and in reality is only lasting seconds. Yeah. So, like, what if, like, right before you die, you drift into, like, a dream world and it feels like it just lasts forever because you're just dreaming? I I don't know if I necessarily want that to happen. I have some weird dreams. Dude, all my dreams, they, they fall into two categories. Yeah. Here recently that I can remember. Either one, I have too many teeth and I'm trying to get them out of my mouth. What? Yeah. <laughs> okay. I'm just like... <laughs> Or two, it's like a brutally haunted place. Like people are getting mutilated and like ripped apart by ghosts and stuff like that. That's the only two dreams I'm having recently. I don't know what that says about me as a person, but that's all I've been. That's that's my dreams. This is gonna sound so weird, and I'm sure the list, this is probably gonna get a laugh out of people. I hope, but yeah, this is this is real. Uh, when I go to bed, I've been putting on uh, to catch a predator videos. <laughs> <laughs> so Chris Hansen what the is. hell? <laughs> I don't know. That's I, weird, man. I think it's funny. <laughs> um, and <laughs> the dulcet tones of child molesters being arrested, <laughs> drifting you to sleep. Uh, it, it's wonderful. <laughs> it's wonderful. Oh god! <laughs> but it's just the way you do it. Like Chris Hansen delivers in the lines. Have a seat. Like, so, yeah. the, <laughs> no, it's like there's like one with a math teacher. 
who was caught trying to, you know, you know the, the show, of course, mm. if you know who Chris Hansen is. But it was like 31 plus 12 equals, well, nothing good. <laughs> good God, Chris Hansen, get out of here. And it's so We funny. don't need your stand-up routine. <laughs> What's funnier is like, it's not even just the Chris Hansen. It's not even just to catch a predator. It's someone reacting to catch a predator. <laughs> it's uh, Simitose Ken on YouTube. As far as the question goes, because we've really gone off topic I know, we've here. Fu- we fucked up. Uh, I'm, I don't subscribe to the whole like simulation or mm. like, you know, is this real or not real theory? I'm pretty yeah. sure this is reality. This is reality. Yes. <laughs> so, um, as shitty it is, this is reality. Yeah. Unfortunately. I don't think it's a simulation that you're just going to wake up from and then it just starts over again or something like that. Yeah. I never I, quite understood that theory. I'm just like, what makes you think that it is? Is it like the, the glitches in the Matrix, if you will, kind of thing? Yeah. So like, you know, we're like, what's the, the black guy's name? Al, uh, Al Roker. Al Roker? Oh. Uh, the weatherman? Yeah. When he's just like... Mm-hmm. Yeah, he just like, yeah. <laughs> I guess that's what where the, a lot of that comes from. Um... Honestly, I think a lot of this, a lot of like that belief comes from the uh, the fear of dying and mm. being like, oh, there has to be something after you die. Now you're gonna be war, you're gonna be war. I mean, the dream. Well, some people, the dream theory yeah. is interesting, though. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, that would entail an actual afterlife. Then, yeah, uh, it just would not be what you what has been taught you know yeah it would be something completely different but it could be interesting but at all the same time it could also entail the existence of a hell too because like what do you have a nightmare yeah and you're trapped in a nightmare for eternity oh god that would be hell you know fair enough uh i don't know i just feel like for me personally one day one of these days the lots are just gonna click off <laughs> it's just done well you know matt I can't say I'm the most optimistic person <laughs> in the world. There's a lot that never goes off, Matt. As yeah. Morrissey once said, that gob shot. <laughs> that, that motherfucker, he's like, oh, I'm I'm a vegan now, which ain't nothing wrong with that, of nothing course. Wrong with veganism. Except for when you're just eating potatoes and fucking nuts. <laughs> That's his diet. Oh, he eats nuts. <laughs> That's not what I'm talking about. I ain't talking about, I'm not talking about he genitals. He's herbal nuts. <laughs> He's, he's just like, oh, it'd be peanuts and pecans and fucking... I tell you what, I tell you what Morrissey eats, L's. L's. <laughs> <laughs> and, like, like, there's a whole group of people out there who are, like, asexual and mm-hmm. stuff like that. He's obnoxious, though. And, but he's like, oh, I am asexual because no one can love me. No, I always heard or, it was like, there was no one beautiful enough. Oh! Yeah, right? You're like, fuck, oh, man. That's not what that means. I love the Smiths as a shit. band, but God, Morrissey is like the worst. He's so pretentious. <laughs> I hate him. <laughs> yeah. I even like some of his own music, but again, like, lyrically, it's like... Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But thank you, Rye One, as always, for your deep philosophical questions. Keep them coming. <laughs> I'm sorry I used your username to reference those shitty Iggy Pop songs. I'm a real Rye One. Rye One. What is he saying? The, as a wild one? Wild yeah. one, yeah. Uh... Just Doe, I think. J-Y-S-T-D-O-E. Just Doe, I think. I think so. Hello. When are we seeing Sick on Cinema merch? What are your top Regero Diodato films, and what are your favorite foods? Oof. Interesting enough, I know exactly what Matt's favorite food is. Mm-hmm. It is a bologna cake oh, fuck you. covered in mayonnaise. I said that really loud. <laughs> no, that is disgusting, and... 
I throughout the week, Jonathan showed me this picture of this monstrosity. Oh, I found it even more than a picture today. Oh, you showed me a video. You sent me a video, and I could only look at it for like a little bit. <laughs> again, we've discovered Matt's gag weakness is food. <laughs> it's shitty food, like real shitty food, or like when someone's like eating something, gets like their food all over a cup or something like that, and it's just like chewed up nasty food. It is a bizarre. I don't know what, how you describe it. Not a phobia, but <laughs> it's just gross. Yeah. I don't like it. I don't know what it is. Like, I also don't do well with vomit either, mm. but I don't know. Ugh. So let's break it down. Fucking when are cake. we seeing sick on cinema merch? Well, uh, possibly soon. <laughs> possibly very soon. Yeah. We got some things in the works for sure. Yes. Uh, so can't we don't want to divulge nothing just yet yeah but, you know i think we're gonna have something pretty fucking cool coming soon yeah and when we do when, when that comes out we will definitely announce it yes we'll have some shout outs with it absolutely uh what are your top regalo diodato films uh oddly enough i've only seen a small handful of Diodato yeah. stuff I mean, number one is definitely Campbell Holocaust. Yes. And number two is definitely House on the Edge of the Park. Absolutely. I think they're both masterpieces in mm. their own right. I need to rewatch House. It's been a long time. I rewatched it when the um, 7 4K came out. And yeah. It's so fucking good, dude. <laughs> like, I, I can't say I like it as much as Campbell Holocaust, but it's real fucking close. Right. It's just so good. Um, and outside of that, I've seen Cut and Run. I don't think I've seen which that. Which was good. And we watched, what was it, Raiders of Atlantis? Oh, that movie's wild. The ending sucked ass, but the movie was fun. Yeah, yeah, the movie was fun, but the ending was garbage. <laughs> Straight up ass. Because I'm like, oh, I'm waiting for the twist to happen, and then it just ended. And I'm like, wait, wait, wait. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but the yeah. movie was really, really fun. Thanks, Severin, for bringing that to mm-hmm. uh, bring that to. Uh, and there's still other, there's other Diodato stuff I, I need to see that I know I need to see. Ballad of Blood. Ballad <laughs> Ballad of Blood. <laughs> I was thinking stuff like The Washing Machine, yeah. which is a weird one. And, uh, oh, what is it? He did Jungle Holocaust. Oh, did he do Jungle? I think he did Jungle Holocaust. Okay. Was that not him? I'm not sure. And then, fuck, he did another, like, it's not Cut and Run. It's another one similar to that. I think it has Michael Berryman in it. Fuck, I can't think of the title right now. But yeah, like, for a guy who I, I dig his style and his work, I've actually not seen a ton of his stuff. Yeah. And uh, favorite food, Matt. Why are you a fan of the bologna I, and I mayonnaise <laughs> olive cake? No, that cake is disgusting. <laughs> I hate it with everything in my being. It is the I hope gross. It's warm, so the mayonnaise is like nice Stop and like it. gooey. Oh, kind of runny. Stop. You know, like mayonnaise when it gets hot. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> Shut the fuck up with the stupid ass cake. I hate it. I fucking hate it. Do you like uh, egg salad? <laughs> No, <laughs> no, me neither. <laughs> the, I was thinking, like, what is my favorite food? I don't. I just like food, man. I'm fat. I'm, yeah, I'm a monster. I mean, favorite foods. Uh, <laughs> I microwave no... Tostino's pizzas and eat them. I'm a damn, <laughs> I'm a damn heathen, man. Like, <laughs> I'm a deviant when it comes to food. Sometimes <laughs> I can't be. I microwave hot dogs. At oh. one point. it's gross. <laughs> It's gross, I know, but sometimes when you're as lazy as I can be, you're the sandwich king. I like some sandwiches. <laughs> you turn everything into a sandwich. I one time I saw you put spaghetti on a piece of bread. <laughs> yeah, it wasn't the best, <laughs> but <laughs> I did try it. <laughs> yeah, I was like, what the fuck? Why can't you call me out like that? Bro? I'm just saying, like, you love sandwiches. I do. They're great. <laughs> <laughs> you had to bring up the time I put spaghetti on some bread, bro. It was not. 
<laughs> Very was it good. at least toast or was it white bread? I don't remember. I hope it was toast. <laughs> it was too. It's just some sloppy ass spaghetti on white bread. <laughs> Dude, I remember my dad. He, my dad used to eat like uh, fucking like Chef Boyardee spaghetti with light bread pieces. <laughs> Damn, dude. <laughs> he would like have like that's what we like, call broke food. <laughs> Y'all like Vienna sausages. I'm not a fan. You know, Vienna sausages is one of those things. that's like every once in a while, I'm like, man, I had Vienna sausages in a while, and I tried. I'm like, yep, there it is. That's why. <laughs> That's why I didn't eat those. That's how I am with like baloney. <laughs> crystals too. Like I fucking hate crystals. Like for all I'll go forever without eating crystals and then I'll read it and be like Yeah. <laughs> I don't need that again for a while. <laughs> crystals are the worst burgers. They on have planet the spiciest Earth. wings for like fast food wings. I've ever yeah, had. I know, but Crystal's burgers, man, that like the, the patty isn't good. Like they just load that shit with onions. My least favorite thing in the world. Yeah, and tons of mustard. And then you bite into it, and it's like that tastes like gray matter. Yeah. And then when you eat it, then you get the shits. The first convention I ever Awful. went to was up in Louisville, Kentucky. It was a Friday yeah. night film festival. Yes. And we had White Castle on the way because it was like, oh, we've never had White Castle, you know, Harold and Kumar, yeah. you know. Dude, that shit gave me the shit so bad. <laughs> I ended up not getting to meet Dead Pit because I was like, I gotta go back. I gotta, I gotta go back to the hotel room. <laughs> <laughs> just you hover over the toilet, just fucking in agony. <laughs> Dude, it was rough. Oh. But, um, favorite foods, though. <laughs> I, I like I like some chicken. Fried chicken's hard to beat, man. It's so good. Like that's one of the best foods on the planet Earth. <laughs> uh, one of my go-to like foods, like if I have you know <laughs> the funds because we're broke, mm. uh, is like sesame chicken and rice. That <laughs> shit goes hard as fuck. It's Americanized Asian. Yeah. Oh food. yeah, <laughs> it is. But it's fucking delicious. Nashville hot chicken fucks too. Dude. Oh yeah. The couple times I've had it, it's really good. It's fucking good, dude. Yeah, you have to go from a place that actually like. Specializes. Yeah, in you got to be in Nashville. You know? Yeah, I mean, when we went to go see oh, last, we <laughs> went to Hattie B's. Yeah, that shit was good, dude. Went to go see the last podcast. Mm-hmm. We we had to load up on like anti shit medicine. Yeah, cause before that shit, shit does hot. Oh yeah, but it's very good. Um, also, I'm a big fan of like pasta. Yeah, I love Alfredo. I I, I like spaghetti. As you mentioned, it's good. <laughs> I like uh. I'm a real basic bitch when it comes to like sushi, mm-hmm. but I love a spicy crab roll. Right, that's one of my favorite foods. I could eat my body weight in spicy crab. I will tell you what, I could eat my body weight in mm-hmm. soup. Yeah, that is true. I'm a soup man. Honestly, like when it comes to like like soup type foods, you can't go wrong with a bowl of ramen. Ramen is good, dude. Like it is. Well, I guess you can go. Especially wrong with you it had like, arteries, Have but... you ever had legit ramen? No, like not just like no. top ramen, dude. That shit is bomb. I don't haven't been anywhere to go get it. There's a place in town that sells it, but like they're weird. Like sometimes you go there and they don't have any. Oh yeah, yeah it's a weird place. That's it's weird. good, but it's weird. Of course, I like, I like a good burger. Burger, this yeah. is America after all. American burger. I like me some steak. Some steak. I'm Don't a you big cook steak that man. shit well done. Oh, don't know. Spit in your ass. <laughs> Your eyes. <laughs> can you just, can I just match it my head? It's like, slightly cuts into the steak. This shit's well done. <laughs> Waiter comes over. Walks <laughs> one right in his eyes. That's horrible. Oh, I'm just kidding. I'm not one of those like. <laughs> People get real bent out of shape about like how to cook a steak. I'm like, yeah. I, who cares? Like, yeah. Personally, yes, I don't want a well done. I, no. I want it medium to medium well. Right. But, you know, 
If that's the way you like it, that's the way you like it. Yeah. <laughs> it's hard to go wrong with some breakfast food, too. Yeah, we're from the South, so we get yeah. biscuits and gravy. Biscuits and gravy. Biscuits and gravy! Make me a man! Biscuits and gravy! Like, like pancakes. All that I ever <laughs> ate. <laughs> and and go, if you step on my gravy! And not the whole song, bro. I'm gonna get mad! It's horrible. Don't you go! <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> for one, DMCA probably. <laughs> you get sued for, for singing the Jesse, Jesse Festus? Yeah. That'd be incredible, dude. Oh, That's shout- how we went down. I'd be proud. <laughs> shout out to Festus, who is now in AEW New Japan. Woo! <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, yeah. Food's good. I like food. Yeah, we could go about food. We're fat. Yeah, I'm so fat. I mean, you've never actually seen us in real life. We're You'd be repulsed. We're big. <laughs> We're big boys. We're big grizzly boys. <laughs> I lost weight and then I gained it back. We eat big. Shit bigger. Shit bigger. But thank you, Just Doe, for the question. Thank you. Next up, Hal Monostone. Hiya. Hi. Hope all is awesome and goody good. Are there any stream films that deal with fantasy, wizards, magic, fairies, trolls, etc., that you would recommend? Alucarda. Alucarda. It's not, I wouldn't call it 100% like extreme. Yeah. But definitely Alucarda um, deals a lot with like. It has a super fairy tale yeah. feel to it. Again, not very extreme. There's also like Hausu and like uh, Pan's Labyrinth. Yeah, and I know I haven't seen it, but I know Lucio Fulci did a sword and sorcery movie called Conquest. Oh yeah, which I could only imagine is a Fulci movie. Yeah, with wizards and shit and gore. So, <laughs> is it got gore in it? Oh yeah. Oh my god, it's Fulci. I'm trying to think of more movies like that, though. There's not a lot. You no. know, I think it's kind of an untapped market, really. But yeah. I guess you also, like, it's hard to make that on a budget, right? Yeah. You know, those kind of, like, sword and sorcery movies. Yeah, I imagine it's probably not the easiest to do. <laughs> There's Black Death, but it, I wouldn't call it fantastical. It just happens to take place in, like, the medieval era. Yeah. But it's really good. I don't think I've seen that. <laughs> Uh, Brian Pollen, make a make a sword and sorcery gore film. He could. Oh fuck yeah, he could. He hey, this at this point that man could do just about anything. <laughs> he for sure could. We watched uh, Septic not too long ago. Did we mention the last episode? Yes. Yeah. We okay. Did. And how fucking good it is. Yeah, it's fucking great. Um, my second question: What are your top three Takeshi? Ta- wow, Takeshi mm, Miike films. Okay. <laughs> I think it's hard to choose, but probably Each of the Killer, Audition, and Gozu for me. I have not seen Gozu because I'm a uncultured swan. Swang. <laughs> but like. Honestly, like my three favorites are probably like, uh, I'd say Zebra Man. Zebra Man rules. Zebra Man. Audition, and then Each of the Killer. Takashi Miike is actually my favorite filmmaker. Yeah, like he's my favorite director, bar none. I have seen so much of his fucking movies, it isn't even funny. Yeah, and you own a lot of them too. Yeah. Oh my god. Like if if I feel like if I was picking like just my three favorite, it would probably be pretty similar. It'd be Audition, Mm. Ichi the Killer, Gozu. Yeah. Um, so I don't really want to do that, and I'll just kind of shout out three that I think are really fucking good that are kind of a little more on the uh, a little more obscure. Okay. Dead or Alive. Uh, Dead or Alive 2 Okay 
Birds is fucking awesome. Mm-hmm. Uh, Crow Zero is oh, great. Yeah, it's great. And uh, one of his newer ones, Blade of the Immortal. Yeah, I thought about shouting that one out, but I was like, I'm choosing my three faves. I would also, for this podcast, for a more extreme yeah. tilt, go with something like Graveyard of Honor. Yeah. Or Lessons of Evil. Mm-hmm. Um, and of course, his episode of Masters of Horror. Oh my god. That was fun. And Visitor Q, of course. Visitor Q. Imprint is, uh, yeah. Yeah, Imprint's fucked. It's fucked, but it's also insane yeah like not on like not just like extreme level insane like god damn you god damn you god damn. <laughs> was that billy drago was that yeah, the guy's I think name so somehow even though he's the only actually english speaking person movie he's way more of the top than anyone else uh, yeah i don't know Mika's done so many good movies though, like bird people of china mm-hmm. great yokai war um happiness in the uh, happiness Katakuris is great um, Hotakiri is good. Thirteen Assassins is great. They do Ezo. Ezo is wild as shit. You know what I mean? Yeah. Bodyguard Kiba, Full Metal Yakuza. Did he do Fudo? Fudo. Good lord. Um, <laughs> he did a lot of movies. He's done a lot of movies. That's, that's yeah. That's all three of the Dead Alive movie. movies are great. I need the to family see films are good. Mm. What else is that motherfucker done? That's good. Yeah, I mean, so many movies. Yeah. I've I've not ever seen anything about Mike that I thought was shit. It's always at least good to great, in my opinion. Yeah. Crow Zero, Crow Zero Two. Hmm. Uh, the Way to Fight is really good. Yeah. I mean, there's still tons of his stuff I own that I've never really seen either. Yeah. You know, because it's just one of those things. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. He, he, I think he has a segment in Three Extremes as well, he doesn't does, he? Yeah, yeah, it's really good. It's actually not the best in Three Extremes, though. The best is Park Chan Wooks. Well... Yeah, yeah. Park Chan Wook is a master. The of... most infamous is definitely Fruit Chan's, though. Yeah. Dumplings. Yep. It was made into a feature eventually, I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was. Yeah. yeah. I'm sure we're leaving stuff out. Oh, right? my God, yeah. I mean, BK stuff is. He's done over 100 movies. Yeah. So. Do you know he did um, <clears throat> Phoenix Wright movies, Ace Attorney? Really? Yeah. I Objection! I want to see that. I've never seen those. <laughs> I I mean just him doing a Phoenix Wright movie sounds insane because mm-hmm. I want to because I I, <laughs> I remember what like I did, of course I was again poor couldn't get <laughs> couldn't get those games but I always watched people play them yeah and it looked fun. Hal ends it all off with um, my album recommendation this time around is Why Do You Love Me Satan by the Swedish band Fucking Werewolf uh, <laughs> Fucking Werewolf Asso. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds fucking awesome. Oh Dope album. God. Have fun and keep on thugging, gangsters. <laughs> Hell yeah. If there's anything we are, <laughs> definitely gangsters. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> definitely. <laughs> 100%. <laughs> um, I think I'd, I'd throw out an album recommendation. An album that I've been listening to. <laughs> yeah, we've both been listening yeah. to it, motherfuckers. <laughs> yeah, we've been listening to it. it uh, insanely, uh, idols. The mm. joy as an act of resistance. It fucking rules. Everybody listens like, oh, you just now learn about idols. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, we did. Yeah, we're uncultured. Yeah. <laughs> we're horrible. It's funny that we discovered that like this week too, where it's like yeah. we're, we're watching these like super British movies yeah. with like this super British punk band. <laughs> yeah. Know, like, uh, next up, and of course, thank you, Hal, for the questions. Yeah, you were fucking rule. Mm-hmm. Next up, Mook Aaron. Mook Aaron. Opinions on Donnie Darko and other films that have some type of edgy teen boy reputation. Fight Club, etc. Mm. 
<laughs> Excuse me. <laughs> Sneezer. I don't know what it was. It just happened. <laughs> oh my god. Okay. Personally, I think both are great, and think it's a bummer that others might overlook them now because of their reputation. Are there any other films you feel fit this category, whether you like them or not? The Dark Knight. Dark Knight. Yeah. Joker too. Yeah. Like unfortunately. I, I, if I could never see another, we live in a society meme. I know how. It, and sometimes they're not even fucking memes. They're like genuine, like people dressed like the Joker. Being like we live in a society. God, we were watching. Watching uh, Channel Five, and there's a guy dressed as Joker. It's like some fucking thing. Oh, fuck off! Oh god. Uh, Think of the Joker is a good movie, though. Yeah, Joker is a good movie. Uh, I think Dark Knight is a decent movie. At least it's okay. Yeah. Um, the thing about like the edgy teen boy culture, like he's a, he nails it 100 percent because it's like Donnie Darko is a great movie. Yeah, Fight Club is a great fucking movie. But they, the the fan base of them are, are so tainted and like toxic that yeah. it's hard to get into them. Something like Rick and Morty even. Yeah. Which I thought was like when the first three seasons were going, I thought they were fucking fantastic. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, I, you know, I, I don't know if later seasons I haven't really watched because I don't have cable. Yeah. But I love the first two seasons in particular I thought were fucking excellent. <laughs> and then just to clarify, we don't have cable not because of we're... Not it's a choice. Of, yeah, it's a choice. Um, just to clarify, we're not, we're not that bad <laughs> off, guys. But it's just that like the, to- the toxicity of the fan base and the cringiness yeah. of them is, makes it Real hard to get into that stuff. I think the crow to an extent. Oh yeah, but I don't really like the crow. <laughs> I, I I I think it's decent. I think the crow is in a massively overrated movie. I think it is fun. I think it's very fun, but it's not the edgy dark superhero no. movie people make it out to be. No. Uh, again, not edgy boy, but I'd say edgy girl. Uh, that would be the <laughs> God. I'm gonna get hate for this. Uh, the craft. Oh. <laughs> The craft didn't hold up for me at all. I thought it was. Uh, I thought, it, I thought okay. it was bad, actually. I'm yeah. sure I'm gonna get some hate for that. And that's you know, yeah, you do you, boo boos, boo boos. <laughs> but for me personally, I was I didn't because I was excited. I was like, Matt, we're gonna watch the fucking craft, dude. Yeah, this is my childhood right here, dude. You're about to fucking get your mind blown. I was I, like, I was so excited for it. And then we watched. It, I was like, it was fine. <laughs> and then you're like, like, I hate it. Like that sucks. <laughs> and then I'm like, dog, you ready for my some more of my childhood? Double Dragon, baby. Here we that go. That movie fucking sucks. <laughs> Double Dragon is... I read that movie so much as a kid, dude. Dude, it's awful. I'm sorry, but it's fucking trash. Because we watched Street Fighter, like, a while ago. And that was fun. Yeah, and I'm like... right. And also Bloodsport. Yeah. Yeah, it ruled. I'm like, here's all my childhood movies I love. Mortal Kombat, the original's really good. Mm -hmm. Then I give you fucking Double Dragon and the craft, and it's like, whew, well, we hit a wall. Yeah. That was rough. Yeah, when it comes to like movies, like again, I've not seen Donnie Darko. A fan base can kill a movie. I did not know Donnie Darko had a toxic fan base. Oh yeah, you know people trying to like decipher every little bit of it. And, like, oh well. <sighs> Fight Club, I know definitely does. Oh yeah, but Fight Club, I do think is a good, fucking amazing movie. Yeah, I think I think both those movies are great movies. You know. Yeah. It, it sucks. It does happen, and it's just a lot of times you just kind of have to like look past the fan base and not judge the work. Basically, it's bands too, man. Yeah. I mean, like, how many bands can you think of where it's just like. I hate them because the fan, like Tool, yeah. for instance, for me. Yeah, you. And, I'm, and this doesn't go like if you're a Tool fan, you're, sh- you're shitty. We're talking about the Tool. Yeah. Fans, we're like they don't give a shit about anything else but Tool. That's the only thing they listen to. Yeah, you know. Same thing with like, even like the most like a band that I adore, Rush. Yeah. Like the real hardcore Rush heads. It's like, come on, guys, you know. Uh, again, I. <sighs> Dream Theater is kind of similar. Yeah, where like, there are people who are like so hardcore into them, they're like, "There's no other band but them," and it's like, <laughs> "Come on, 
Yeah. It's a bit ridiculous. Sorry, let's get some water. Oh, you're uh, fine. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it, it, it does suck. It happens. Yeah. But that even happens, like, in the extreme scene as well. Oh, for sure. You know? There's definitely movies that have gotten, like, so much of a reputation that when you watch them, you're like, that wasn't much of anything. Yeah. You know, uh, you just kind of have to look past those kind of things, you know what I mean? Yeah, exactly. Um, My stomach just made the weirdest noise ever. Hope that didn't get picked up. <laughs> well, you referenced it, so now people are going to dissect it and look at it. And... It's, like, <laughs> it's like something's coming out of me. You're gonna have, you have a chest burster in you? I got a ghoulie in me, dude. Not a fucking ghoulie. You got bad Milo in you? Bad Milo. I didn't see that movie, actually. It's fun. I saw it in theaters. You did. There was um, a drunk guy in the theater who every time Milo popped up and killed somebody, he's like, yeah, get him, Milo. <laughs> That's fucking hilarious. Uh, not the time he wouldn't. No. <laughs> Some of the audience goes, shut the fuck up. <laughs> God. Uh, yeah, the, the, for me, the newest one, oh, the one that's like the worst, the worst of the worst, the worst defender of them all right now is yeah. the Joker. Yeah. A lot of uh, incel type people oh, took it on. I do, yeah. Because they think it's a refer- they think it's a movie about them when they don't even look, when they didn't even bother to even look into the movie a little bit. Yeah. Fucking idiots. You know, Todd Phillips was sitting there writing that being like, he, yeah, Todd Phillips was right sitting there writing that being like, fuck women. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I'm sure that's how that was. Fucking goobers. But thank you, Mook Aaron, for the question. Yes, As thank always, you. you rule. Next up, F. Mulder. Hey, guys. First off, to clarify my username. Okay. As of last time around, it's actually my first initial and last name, but the idea of being a dedicated David Duchovny hate account is, is <laughs> funny enough that I wish I could say that's the origins. Well, it's okay. That's funny. It would have been great if it was the origins of your name. Yes. It's cool. <laughs> that would... <laughs> It's like, man, I fucking hate Mulder, dude. Fuck Mulder. Scully, she's cool. She's cool. Mulder, he's Fox. a piece of fucking I'd shit. I'd fucking punch him. <laughs> I hope he fucking dies. <laughs> he's fucking he's well out of line, man. <laughs> he's well out of line. <sighs> we gotta not do a ton of bad British accents this episode. <laughs> it's gonna be tough, but we gotta avoid it. <laughs> if last podcast can do it, we can do it. <laughs> My question for this time around is regarding the podcast that you enjoy. I know okay. you mentioned being fans of last podcast on the left. <laughs> but are there any others you recommend? If either of you like long-form narrative horror-based podcasts, I strongly recommend the Magnus Archives. I feel like I've heard of this. Hmm. If you've not already heard of it. I feel like I have, but I'm not sure. Yeah. But thank you, uh, the number one David Duchovny hater. That's F. Mulder. <laughs> Fuck Mulder. Um, That's hilarious. Um, for me, uh, podcasts, I don't listen to as much or as many podcasts as I used to. Me either at this point, but... Um, the ones I do frequent oh, are, are um, 22 Shots of Moods Horror. Mm-hmm. Mr. Parker. Yeah. Uh, Morbid Horror. Yeah. I definitely listen to Morbid Horror. I know, um, was it Bones and Bruise or Bruise and Bones? Yeah. That one's really good, too. I checked it out. I liked it. Uh... That's about all. Yeah, Cold Holic, but that's a wrestling podcast. You gotta be into wrestling. Listen yeah. to it, you know? Uh, like, occasionally I'll, like, go through some, like, crime and history podcasts, because I'm a nerd. Mm-hmm. Uh, I haven't listened to them in a long, long time, but, like, Time Suck, I think, can be very fun. Mm-hmm. Um, I listen to the last podcast still quite a bit. Uh, when it comes, like, I know you listen to the GCW podcast, too. Every once in a while, yeah. Which is wrestling again, yeah. but... Um, as far as like like narrative horror or something like that um it's not 
it's horror. It's horror. I would say it's horror, okay. but some comedy is uh, Welcome to Night Vale, mm-hmm. which I know that's been around forever and a day. And yeah, all about it. But I really like that for a while. I listened to it a lot. Uh, there's a really weird one. It's an anthology one called The Story Must Be Told. Oh yeah, that one's that show's great. Where it's like a, a like a church, hmm. and each of their sermons is a different like story. But the stories there are horror stories, but like they're done in like these like bizarre Lynchian styles. Yeah, like everything is like super surreal and odd. There's some really good, some really creepy shit. Like the early, the story yeah. must be told episodes are really good. Hmm. Um. Occasionally, occasionally, like when I want to get really mad, I listen to. Uh, Amy Lincoln's top hat. <laughs> yeah. But, uh... I don't. <laughs> yeah. I listen to Deadlock, but again, that's another wrestling podcast. My my podcast listening nowadays is one or two things. It's either horror or wrestling. <laughs> Mine's either crime or uh, wrestling. Uh, like, I was listening to Mr. Parker on the way home from work. I've mostly been listening to just a bunch of music recently. Mm-hmm. But I don't, I don't want to sound like snooty or anything like that, but, you know, I... I definitely need to listen to more. <laughs> but there's great ones out there. There's like Tell Them Steve Dave is a classic. Yeah. Oh, for yeah. hell and ever. Um, Hello from the Magic Vale is like a Dungeons and Dragons podcast. That Magic Tavern. Really- Hello from the Magic Tavern, yeah. Yeah. Was a really good one that I liked back in the day. Uh, fuck, yeah. What else? Last podcast, of course. That's Yeah. That's a big one. Like for me, like last podcast is pretty gold standard. When lore, it comes. lore. Oh yeah, lore. Lore is really good. I don't know how frequent they are anymore because now they have a TV series. And yeah, stuff. I watched a little bit of the TV show. It was okay. Yeah, I thought it was fun. Yeah. Um. Oh God. Quality Vaughn Cinema. That's another one similar to us. That's really good. Yeah. And they do really cool fucking stuff. Like they do Discord screenings and shit. Yeah. That are fucking awesome, and I wish I got to do more of. But I'm always at work. There's a podcast called Mod. Uh, damn it. <laughs> what? Small Town Murder. Yeah. Mine. Mine's a Madness podcast. They. It's, it's a true crime show, and a lot of times they'll interview people who were involved in the story. And they do a very good like telling of what you know of the accounts and shit. Uh, the episode that I listened to that got me into their shit was about the uh, uh, the horrorcore rapper who murdered a girl and a, and a couple other people. Oh hell yeah! It was I think his name was like Sicko Sam or something like that. Colors of the Dark. Colors of the Dark. That's a good podcast about horror. Yeah. Um, if you like skateboarding, the Nine Club. Yeah. With Chris Roberts. I like that podcast. Oh, uh, True Crime Paranormal Podcast, Necronomapod. They fucking rule. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. They're uh, fucking hilarious. For music, No Dogs in Space. Oh, my God. They're the fucking best. Uh, Postmortem with Mick Garris. I don't know how much that's... I don't think that's uploaded very much anymore, but... No. Still fucking good. What else do I listen to? The Best Movies Never Made? Mm-hmm. That's a good one. That's a very good one, yeah. The Movies That Made Me? Yes. Is good as well. Uh, there's... Profiles in eccentricity, where they just cover some of the craziest people in history. It's fucking awesome. Uneasy Terrain Explorers Club, of course. No, of course. Just some interviews with some very interesting, weird people. Yes. <laughs> I think that's about it. That's. Yeah, I'm sure there's definitely more I could think of. Oh, for sure. I just don't listen to as many podcasts as I used to. Yeah. I used to be really big into podcasts. I I think it's just. Like for me, it was like I've listened to like so many podcasts over the years that I've kind of neglected, you know, music I need to listen to. Yeah. So I'm kind of going back and listening to shit from, you know, past, present. 
And, uh, yeah. Do you remember, um, the No Sleep podcast? Yes. That was a hit and miss podcast. Mm. Some of the stories were shit. Most, a lot of No Sleep stories are hit and miss. Like, from the subreddit. Remember Pin Pal or whatever? Pin, oh my god. <laughs> the story that's, that started off so good. It was so fucking convoluted, dude. I was like, by the end of the story, I was like, I remember driving home from Knoxville one night. I don't remember what I was even doing in Knoxville, but it was just me. Yeah. And I was listening to that. And I was just like, how the fuck is <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Never uh, made me even think of that. It's like like creepy pasta channels back in the day. Oh my god, that was some classic shit. Nineteen ninety nine. That story. <laughs> like it started off like at least for me, I thought it was like very like interesting and whatnot. And then it how it ends was literally like the writer of the story was like, I don't feel like writing this anymore. <laughs> and just ended it. I'm like fuck. But uh, thank you, so F. Mulder, for the question, and you yes. keep hating David Duchovny. <laughs> <laughs> fuck Mulder. Fuck Evolution. You remember Evolution, the movie Evolution? No. It was supposed to be like the next Men in Black. Fuck, it sucked. <laughs> think he was in that. I'm pretty sure he was in that. Oh my god. Was he? Was he? In, was it Californication or Weeds? He was in. <laughs> Bro, I have no idea. And eh, whatever. <laughs> I actually love David Duchovny, but you know, whatever. Well, next up is Mr. Parker. Mr. Parker. I like saying his name like that. The the chairman of YouTube. Oh, yeah. Marco, this chair. This golden mask. Hitting that dance. <laughs> that dance. Hit him with the chair. Any indie horror directors who would make an amazing Lovecraft film or adaptation? Brian Pollen. <laughs> yeah, 100,000%. Yeah. That dude, like, there's just nothing else like him on the independents. He, like, Brian Pollen movies hit different. They're so fucking <laughs> insane, man. And, like, um,. You know, Septic was a little more down to earth, a little yeah. more realistic. For Brian Pollen, that is. Yes. It's still fucking crazy and like gory and over the top. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Which I didn't miss the monsters, but I still loved Septic, of course. Yeah. I thought it was really fucking good. But like, Brian Pollen's like, when you see stuff like Blood Pigs mm-hmm. or Fetus, you know, or Cryptic Plasma, like, he's already making Lovecraftian yeah. horror. You know, fucking uh, uh, Elder and Horror, basically, oh, you know, God, yeah. fucking creatures from other dimensions. Cryptic Plasm is fucking insane. You know, so it wouldn't take much for him to make a Lovecraft adaptation, yeah. you know? He's, uh, like, he's, like, one of the only directors on the independent scene that I can imagine taking taking the Lovecraft stuff and making it into a movie. Yeah. <laughs> I, I'd shout out, what the fuck was that? Clarice just fucking bolted down the hallway. Uh, Crazy ass cat. Lucky Soretti. Yeah. As well. I think he's got such a unique vision that I think he could make a great oh, yeah. Lovecraftian adaptation as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, what is the best year for horror films? Oh my god. You know more about the years than I do. Oh man. Like, the first thing that popped in my head was either 81 or like yeah. 84, I think, is what I was thinking. Yeah. Yeah. And you know more of the years. I, I, I know like decades, of course. But Yeah, I'm, of course. Um, that's a tough question, man, because it's all subjective, too. It's like, yeah. what kind of horror do you like? Yeah. You know, do you like more fucking, you know, like surrealistic craziness indie horror? Well, then the 2000s is full of it, you know? Yeah. Do you like slashers? Then, you know, it's going to be sometime in the 80s. Do you like yeah. like gothic horror? Then you're probably going 60s or earlier. You know? Yeah. Do you like nasty, violent shit? Then you're going to go 70s, you know? Mm. Or 2000s again. <laughs> or 2000s again. But, like, when I pull up 1981 on Letterboxd here and go to horror, yeah. I'll just read out some of the titles. Okay. Evil Dead. Okay. Possession. Uh, 
American Werewolf in London. Jesus. Halloween 2. Scanners. Friday 13th 2. The Beyond. My Bloody Valentine. The Howling. The Burning. The Funhouse. Dead and Buried. House by the Cemetery. Road Games. The Prowler. Nightmare. Dr. Butcher. Nightmare Maker. Happy Jesus. Birthday to Me. Madman. Just Before Dawn. Deadly Blessing. Hell Night Campbell. Ferox. My God. Omen 2. Blood, uh, Bloody Birthday. Dark Night of the Scarecrow. Evil Speak. Barrel Ground. Uh, Nightmare, The Pit, Student Bodies, Bloody Moon, Don't Go in the Woods, Mystics in Bali. Oh my God. <laughs> right, the Boogans, The Last Shark, if you're into that shit. Two <laughs> <laughs> shark movies. The uh, fucking, what else we got here? The Nesting, fucking Home Sweet Home, which is a shit movie, but it's fun. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, uh, that's, I mean, that's hard to fucking compete with, right? Yeah. I mean, you got Fulci classics in that yeah. one. Yeah. You know, not just like what, was nineteen eighty. What movies came out in nineteen eighty? Nineteen eighty. Yeah. Oh, I used to be better at this. Well, <laughs> there's too much shit in my brain nowadays. There's a lot going. On. There's a lot going on in the world. And there's a lot to try to remember. I just stuff my brain full of shit until I can't remember anything. Yeah, I do that too. But the so Shining. Uh, well, <laughs> I mean, eighties good too. The Shining, uh, Friday Thirteenth, The Fog, Dress to Kill, Campbell Holocaust, Inferno, Altered States, Cruising, The Changeling, Maniac, Prom Night, See Living Dead, uh, Terror Train, bleh, Christmas Evil, Yay, Moto Hell. Nothing. <laughs> <laughs> 80 has some really good movies dude 80 it's might funny. be it cause I'm looking at Humanoids from the Deep Alligator Fade to Black Anthropophagus Mother's Day Nightmare <laughs> City Contagium my god uh, fucking House on the Edge of the Park Not of the Demon Not of the fucking Demon <laughs> that's how track man it's so horrible <laughs> oh, I love that movie oh, Zombie Holocaust Not of the Zombies The Boogeyman Without Warning Cannibal Apocalypse I mean, fucking hey, dude, eating live. Yeah, I mean, that's tough, man. I'd have to say like eighty, eighty. I don't know, man. I mean, it's probably like eighty, eighty-one, or like even like seventy-eight. Ninety-nine. No. <laughs> no. <laughs> or seventy-eight, because seventy-eight, like I think is that's like, that's like Halloween. I think Texas Chainsaw. Yeah. Or Texas Chainsaw seventy-four. 74. 74. But Dawn of the Dead was 78. Yeah. A lot of good shit. A lot of fucking good shit. I can't... I just don't think I can, like, definitively, like, put my foot down and be like, this... Is the year. Is the year. You know? I... I yeah, I definitely can't do that. Because, like, then you got, like, 86. Mm-hmm. You know, even, like, 88 was great. Yeah. Like, even, like, you know... You gotta dig a little harder, but some of the early '90s shit's fucking great too, man. Yeah, like you start going to like the Japanese films and the Hong Kong films from those early yeah. '90s, they're fucking sick. Yeah, you know. So, like I said, I just don't definitively think I can like put Choose my foot year. down and say like this is definitively the best. But I- I'll say like eighty, eighty-one, probably somewhere yeah. around there. It's probably my preferred era. You know. Yeah, I like the '80s horror a lot. So, and finally for Mister Parker, or no, he's got a couple more. Okay. There's always one question, though. If a paranormal investigator were a sandwich, <laughs> which sandwich would they be? Would you eat it? Would you enjoy it? Would you tell others about it? If a paranormal investigator was a sandwich, it would be a bologna sandwich with a lot of mayo. <laughs> so it just be that bologna cake. Oh! <laughs> Stop that fucking cake. It's so gross. I was thinking it'd be like an anchovy sandwich or something like oh that. Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> it, you could just go fucking deliberate and just be like it's a shit sandwich. 
you could also say something too, like some that would might actually taste good. Yeah, but then at the same time is like really fucking bad for like. Do you remember the KFC Double Down? Yeah, hey, yeah, that was like a piece of chicken, bacon, uh huh, pepper jack cheese, and then another piece of chicken. <laughs> like yeah, it was fucking delicious. But I remember eating it, being like, I think I'm gonna die. <laughs> like there's so much grease and fucking like it's just so salty. I it's either that or it's like the those Scooby Doo sandwiches that was just loaded with everything. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> it's like what the fuck is this? <laughs> but I think you're right. I think it'd be like a really like like bland, bland ass sandwich. Bland ass sandwich. It's like I not can't. even a piece of cheese on it, just mayo. Yeah, <laughs> one piece of bologna. Oh my god. The hell are you doing, cat? It'd be like a uh, fucking untoasted uh, jelly. <laughs> no. Just like just a piece of jelly. Or just, not a piece of jelly, but jelly smeared on a piece of bread. Oh, well. I mean, uh, if you had some peanut butter, that's good. But. <laughs> I don't know. What kind of, I've just not had the experience with paranormal investigators that you have no. at the park. Because I can't gauge. <laughs> I know. I have not had... Like, I've had people who like believe in the paranormal who you know i've came across there in you know my life that are a bit fucking off the wall yeah but not like that no i'm <laughs> not <laughs> like these extremely racist fucking paranormal investigators <laughs> that's a hell of an experience <laughs> imagine being like ghosts are real and then being the racist as shit <laughs> Ghosts are real, but then Jews. <laughs> like, what the hell? Oh, my God. I hope this cat is not shit in this box right now. <laughs> She's about to shit, I think. Oh, no. But uh, <laughs> thank you, Mr. Parker, for the question. Keep them coming. <sighs> Ask us more shit about paranormal investigators. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I think I think I need to do some more research on paranormal investigators on Facebook. <laughs> yeah. Uh, She's shitting. Oh, well, it, it is what it is, <laughs> man. clean up shit after we get done with this, and hopefully not before. The Secret Top Ten, by the way, Mr. Parker, wrapped up his final episode, and yes. it was a doozy, and I fucking loved it. I, I, need, to, I need to watch it myself. I nearly laughed myself to tears. <laughs> When he brought up, uh, I think it was Helen Mirren. Oh, and Mr. Park is like, who's never done horror movies. And Jeremy's like, she was in Caligula. Caligula. <laughs> you can just hear the disdain. Like, without even words, you can just hear the disdain. <laughs> and it was fucking excellent. I loved it. <laughs> I look forward to the future Secret Top Tens, Mr. Parker. They rule. <laughs> you called me yesterday. It told me about the Caligula thing, and I'm about fucking, <laughs> I'm about passed out laughing at that too. Mr. Parker said it was the worst secret top ten. I'm going to argue. I think it was the best. <laughs> it's, it sounds it sounds hilarious. I need to watch it for myself. So I'm going to yeah, post that. Yeah, we got yeah. one more question. Okay. We'll <laughs> cat, oh my god, your cat is. Uh, she has rotten guts. She's rank, man. What the fuck? Oh my god. <laughs> Let me make sure this is the last one. I'm pretty sure it is. Oh. It is, and it's from our boy, Spooky Celluloid. It's your boy. Or is he our boy? Because after we read this question, Uh-oh. you may think differently. Oh, fuck. What the water. hell? You scared the shit out of me. This is chaos. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> Just ask the question. Spooky <laughs> Oh. I'm, I'm trying not to be too much of a fucking... Don't be a, such a bitch. Oh. As butter fans, therefore lesser humans... Oh, fuck you. <laughs> what are your favorite types of bread? Uh, art, how, how, how do you fucking say it? Artisan. Artisan, yeah. I'm a, I'm a simple man. 
I like me some just plain ass white bread. John, what? Also, I really like some rolls and shit like that too. Yeah, like, rolls. like I could be like a whole wheat or you know, yeah. whole grain or you know, all or, kinds of like fancy baguettes. Or even whatever. like flatbreads are really good. But I'm a white bread man, of course. <laughs> I'm a white bread man. Slap like just... some turkey on that son of a bitch. I mean, it's, you can't go wrong with it. But like, if I had to choose. Artisan artisan bread for like sandwiches, man. That shit goes hard. There was a period of my life where I just would get a piece of fucking white bread and just eat it. Oh my god. I'd crush it up into like a ball. Oh my god. <laughs> eat it. John. Dude, white bread is the best, man. <laughs> I... All them chemicals that bleach that they put in it, dude, it's good. Bro, why are you just wind up bread and eating it? <laughs> I don't know, man. I thought it made it taste better. What do you mean? I don't know. What do you mean? What a up? weird time in my life, Matt. <laughs> no, you're gonna have to sit here and fucking explain yourself. Dude, it was the same time period. Why does wanting it up make it taste better? <laughs> there was no rhyme or reason for this. There was no. There was no logic. It was the same period of my life where I was skateboarding every day and being like, I don't take showers. Oh, God. <laughs> It was a weird time, all right? <laughs> that is a weird time. Why do you just want up bread, eat it, not take a bath? <laughs> also, do you pee sitting down or standing like Neanderthals? <laughs> you motherfucker. Listen here, motherfucker. <laughs> Listen here, motherfucker. I ain't gonna put your shit over no more, Spooky. <laughs> Everyone, unsubscribe. Yeah, fucking up always that. <laughs> No, Spooky's amazing. His reviews are... Oh, absolutely. And his cat's adorable as well. Oh, yeah. I want to touch that cat. I want to pet that cat. Hopefully his, his cat shit doesn't stink as bad as mine does. But do you pee standing up or sitting down? It depends. It depends on the situation. If I just got to pee, I stand. If I'm shitting, I'm going to let it flow. <laughs> yeah. That's about how it is. I mean, yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah. We're uh, in the South. Sometimes I just go outside and pee. It's true. I mean, it's true. I don't know about it. <laughs> Uh, you know, fuck margarine. <laughs> fuck Mar- no. <laughs> huh? Oh yeah, margarine. Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, what are you doing? I don't know, dude. I'm you fucking... you sign with him now? No. You motherfucker. I'm just brain dead. You're just brain dead. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Butter gang. Butter gang. For life. For fucking life. For 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 life. <laughs> even though it is harder to use. <laughs> Melt that shit in my ramen. Make yeah. it even worse for me. <laughs> Absolutely. Woo! <laughs> even more fat. <laughs> Thank you, Spooky Celluloid, as always, for the yep. question. Even if you are a margin loving son of a bitch from <laughs> Canada. <laughs> Why did you throw the Canada part? I don't know. <laughs> it's like South Park said, blame Canada. <laughs> blame Canada. It's not true. Um... But yeah, thank you all for yeah. our questions. As always, thank you all. And if you want to join these lovely human beings, you can do so. Yes. By sending questions, comments, or concerns to sickoncinema at gmail.com or wait to the week of the episode. We are a bi-weekly podcast and we'll post a lovely little image on our Instagram page that says we are taking questions with skeletons being like bleh. And uh, you can ask in the comments below. But when yes. we come back, we're journeying overseas. Yes. To the land of UK. And one of the finest filmmakers to ever come out of that country. Alan Clark. Alan Clark. We'll be back. I had to clean up cat shit because it smells like the set of Gusso milk in here. <laughs> clean that cat shit, boy. Oh my. In this house, 25 years ago, a child was given life. Donald, come here. He was raised in isolation. You're a bad boy. Instructed in fear. You're evil and you must be punished. Imprisoned by a tormented mind. Your father let you do things like that, but he's gone now and baptized in flames. Now, 
He has come of age. His suffering has ended, and ours is about to begin. You hear that, old lady? I'll punish you again! If you would be spared from the fury of his vengeance, <laughs> whatever you do, don't go in the house. Stairway by stairway, he draws you closer to madness. Oh, God! <laughs> and soon, he'll share the terrifying secret behind this door in the Room of Steel. Don't make me do anything bad, Mother. Don't go in the house, <laughs> because the people who live there aren't people anymore. Don't go in the house. But if you do, don't say we didn't warn you. Don't go in the house. Yeah, yeah. Oh, shit, yeah. I probably shouldn't record when I was doing that. No. Well, you, well it happened. It's too late anyway. now. <laughs> Hello. We're back. Uh, the cat shit has been removed. Removed. And uh, no longer stinks in here, thank yeah. God. So, yeah. Ugh. Alan Clark. Alan Clark. <laughs> a uh, filmmaker I wasn't overly familiar with going into this episode, but uh, he's no. become one of my favorites. <laughs> yeah. Um, Spoiler alert. <laughs> well, yeah. I mean, obviously. Mm -hmm. But... Uh, I heard about Scum a long time ago through horror reviews, mm -hmm. and when he talked about, it, I was like, "That sounds fascinating." Yeah, and I think I, I think I uh, told you about it. Yeah, which I I knew the firm. I had seen the firm. Yeah, um, and love the firm. Yeah, so. and, and I'd always heard the name of Alan Clark, you know, from Scum and Made in Britain and Elephant. Yeah. You know, I knew of his movies, but there's just one I just never checked them out for some reason. Like, right, probably just because I was busy looking at both things. You know. Mm -hmm. Um, but yeah, and then not too long ago, you got Scum. Yeah, the indicator. Yeah, which is really, really came, nice. Yes, came in just in time. Yeah, <laughs> for us to do this episode, one of the movies uh we had to watch streaming. But yeah, it doesn't seem to really have a release anywhere. No, which is weird. I thought Blue Underground put it out. <clears throat> they may have did at one point, but it doesn't seem to be in print anymore. Yeah, because I could not find a copy of it. At all, yeah, oh, that sucks. Yes, yeah, so you want you want to start getting into these movies? Well, yeah. Okay. I thought, I thought that was what we were doing. Well, I mean, actually, get yeah, the movie. Oh, okay. <laughs> Intro aside, start yeah. actually like delving into the films. I just want to give some background on yeah, like yeah, how yeah. we came familiar with Alan Clark. Like you'd seen the firm, a legend, a, huh? a legend that we're like, <laughs> oh yeah, not familiar with. But <clears throat> we don't know everybody. No, of course not. I, but again, we're not familiar with everyone's work on the underground or like even in the mainstream. For sure, for what sure. That's one message. That was you. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Oops. <laughs> Anywho. Anywho. So we're gonna start in 1982. Yes. With Alan Clark's tale of a um, skinhead punk. A bastard. Just fucking being a bastard. Made in Britain. Okay, so. We, we don't do this very often, but since we, we watched this one together. Yeah. Uh, we watched it together through, I think it was Amazon. Amazon. We rented it on Amazon. Yeah. Yeah. Which it was cheap. It was like two ninety nine, and It looked fine. I mean, it wasn't like oh, the yeah. best transfer I've ever seen, but it was passable. Oh, yeah. It, it yeah. Looked, looked fine. Yeah. Um, nothing right home about, but definitely nothing to complain about, really, either. Yeah. But as you said, skinhead punk bastard. Played by Tim Roth. Tim one Roth. One of his earliest yeah. roles. 
Uh, you know, he would go on to be in like fucking <laughs> Pulp, uh, Reservoir Dogs. And, yeah, he's know, in like, Tarantino films. Yeah, and Pulp Fiction. You know, great fucking actor. Yeah. Um, I don't know how young he is here. He seems pretty young. Yeah. Uh, he's at least anywhere between like the sixteen to like eighteen range for I sure. Assume. He plays Trevor. Yeah. Who again? He's a skinhead who yeah. is just uh, he's racist. He's a juvenile delinquent. Yeah. He's a fucking menace to society, and he's got to be put away. So yes. they end up sitting to it. Because in Scum, we learn about a thing called a borstal, which is essentially like a juvenile delinquent center. Yes. Yeah, kind of like a prison for the youths. Right. This is more of like an open borstal, where it's like they're allowed to come and go. They're allowed to go look for jobs. I'd say it's this is close to like a detention center. Where like a detention like, center, almost like a halfway house kind of thing. Yeah. You know? Um, basically, his uh, it, it, it's they're they're used to get people back on track. Yeah, his counselor uh sees something in him, sees that he's a bright, smart person, mm-hmm. and believes that with the right counseling and the right guidance, he can be put on the right track. So they send him to the center to do that. Yeah, and uh, we follow Trevor for a couple days and see that and there's no helping this kid. No, he's a piece of shit who's going to continue being a piece of shit. Yes. <laughs> That's such the plot of Baby. Yeah, <laughs> he doesn't want help. He doesn't desire help. He's very set in his ways. He yeah, he sees the world the way he sees it, and nothing is going to change that. Exactly, and uh, it's very frustrating. It's frustrating, and at the same time, it's sad. It's very realistic too. Though. Yeah. You know, like once these people become indoctrinated, it's near impossible to get it out of them. But like, what makes this like very disturbing? Besides the aspect that it's very, uh, he Tre- Trevor as a character is very racist and very much a piece of shit, violent as well. Yeah, but he is also so young. Yeah, like in the movie, he is sixteen. Mm-hmm. That is so young for someone to have these hardcore fucking like extreme beliefs yeah and like there's this real interesting scene too where like the 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 head of the uh detention center comes in and like yeah. basically writes out this cycle yeah being like you do this and that gets you here you do that and that gets you here you do that and, gets you here, and they get you right back to where you are right now yep and you see him literally do that yep after that and be like you know he, he should have the whole world ahead of him mm-hmm. and instead he's stuck in this never ending cycle that it's gonna yeah. he's gonna end up in a borstal like in scum and that's gonna be the end of it basically yep he's gonna end up in a borstal and probably treated like fucking garbage mm-hmm. but you can't feel remorse for him as a character <laughs> no cause he's he's not a good person no and like he with everyone who's tried tries to help him, he doesn't get the fucking message. Yeah, because like there's this great scene where they like take him to like this demolition derby. Yeah, and you do see like a moment of time where he's kind of like, oh, you know, he's enjoying himself and he's doing something that he actually enjoys. Yeah, and you see that like, oh, well, maybe this is like the turning port for him. Mm-hmm. And then like the very next scene, he's like stealing the headmaster's keys and Ugh. going on a tirade and rampaging through the town and just being a piece of shit. It, it's such a frustrating watch. Mm-hmm. But again, I, that's very much a trend for oh, this yeah. week. Alan Clark definitely likes to follow the outcasts of society. Yeah. <laughs> the dregs of society, you know? Like, yeah. Especially young ones as yes. well, you know? Like, he likes to follow the, the delinquent youths and, like, 
what what makes them tick and what makes them do what they do. Yeah, I compare his movies somewhat, not you know completely, of course, to uh, ironically, I think Larry Clark is his name. Yeah, 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 I can see that for sure. Like you can like see the comparisons in something like Scum and even like Kids. I would imagine Larry Clark was probably heavily influenced by Alan Clark oh, yeah. for sure. But I, I'd say they're pretty similar in the fact that it's the youth of you know our world mm-hmm. being delinquents. Yeah, and it's and it's interesting too because it's not like oh they're going wild and crazy, yeah, and murder and yeah, you know it, it's very realistic in what they do. It's very juvenile. It's very yeah. you know kid like. Yeah, I think that's very interesting to take on it too. Where like Larry Clark does a very similar thing, where it's not yeah. like, you know, it's not over the top. It's super realistic. It's super down yeah. to earth, and you know, super fucking played straight. Mm-hmm. And uh, like Made in Britain, like what's really interesting is like when you think about it, when when you think about it as a movie and how it plays out, not a lot happens. Yeah, but it's captivating the whole fucking time. Exactly because you know, like you're invested in this character, mm-hmm. and you know. I don't know if you ever are, like, thinking he's going to get his shit together. Yeah. But you're curious to see what happens next with him. Exactly. And the ending plays out brilliantly, I thought. Yeah. You know? It literally takes an earlier scene, as you said, and he does exactly that. And, like, Larry Clark has a, has a knack for just this hard cut to finish. Yeah. That I think is... <laughs> you love hard cuts as, like... It's pretty evident stuff like you've edited in the past. I do. I think I think a lot of power can come from a harsh. Boom. Yes. You know what I mean. I think it's in all three of these. Mm-hmm. Like all the finishes to Larry Clark is not like a fade to black or a moment that feels like the end. Yeah. Because like in the real world, life don't just end. You know what no. I mean? Like it keeps going, no matter if you're there or not. It keeps going. It on, keeps yeah. going. So like Larry Clark captures that perfect with that harsh. Just, uh, it's over. Alan Clark, not Larry. Oh yeah, excuse me, Alan Clark. Yeah, captures it perfectly with just the. You know, yeah. I don't want to give away what happens, but like there's a scene like they're sitting there talking, and then it's just. Yeah. Main Britain credits. It's yeah, Main Britain is a fucking brilliant movie. Yeah, it's really good. Um, <clears throat> again, as someone who is real with ADD. There's scenes in this movie that kept my eyes glued. Yeah, I barely took any notes at all. I didn't either. Just because I was like, just in in the movie, I was in the moment, you know. Yeah. Um, and and like the Alan Clark is he uses music very minimalistically. Yeah. And the way he shoots things feels very voyeuristic. Mm-hmm. You feel like you're in the room. It's always real tight. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, it feels like you're in the opposite corner of the room watching what's happening. Yeah. And like, and we'll get it in the next movie in particular, in the firm. Yeah, you know the the term documentary style filmmaking. Yes, gets thrown around a lot. Like I hear it like with like, oh, Texas Chainsaw Massacre feels mm-hmm. like a documentary. And I understand that because it's so raw and real feeling. But the way Alan Clark shoots people, it feels like a documentary. Yeah, <laughs> it feels like a like a fucking like a story. And like to an extent, you could even say it kind of is. Yeah, for sure. Especially you know? with Scum, who which we'll talk about later, but. Like, some of the people in the movie weren't actors. That's true, yeah, for sure. They were legitimately just, like, they were just kids. Yeah. The interesting thing, too, is just, like, I don't know, man, like, the aspect of, like, him being kind of like a skinhead. Yeah. But then, like, you think befriending this black kid. Yeah. But you quickly kind of realize, no... He's just mm. using him. Yeah. And how that plays out, I don't know, that's an interesting aspect of the movie as well. Yeah, it's pretty pretty messed up. And, like, when he starts getting, delving into his ideologies and, like, what he stands for and things like that. He says a lot, but doesn't say, say a lot. anything. Yeah, he rambles a ton. <laughs> yeah. Which, again, very realistic. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but he's got a little swastika. 
on his forehead. Yeah, Charles Manson style. Yeah, it, yeah. Tre- Trevor is the the character. Trevor is fucking obnoxious. And uh, I think it's got to be said, like considering how young Tim Roth was yeah. in this role, he's fucking great. He does an amazing. Job. He's really good. Like I've always been a big Tim Roth fan. I always yeah. think I, I think every time you see him in a movie, he's solid. Oh yeah. And, and this is no different. Like he was young, and from what I read somewhere, that like he just kind of stumbled upon the tryout too, like the audition. Really. Like, he didn't go to audition for the movie. He just kind of showed up, and like they were doing like, hey, why don't you try the audition? That's insane. He's like, sure. And he got the role. <laughs> you know was what I mean? He, like, was he like a trained actor at that point? Or? I don't know. I think he was. Okay. But yeah, like, he's fucking great in this movie. I, I mean, this movie, and like, honestly, like, all three, even though, like, Scum has a release, you know, a big box release, I, these, I think they all three need Redone. that treatment. Yeah, I, I agree. Because... <clears throat> The, oh, excuse the, me. <laughs> but before we get into the others, again, as you said, spoiler alert, uh, they're all fantastic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but. I don't know. Main Britain, like like you said, like I was just kind of like, it was the first movie I watched for the week, and I was just in it. Yeah. Like I said, it's, it's a very much, it's a drama. Mm-hmm. So don't go into it expecting a lot of things to happen, not a lot of action. Or, no. You know, violence, even. You know, this one is very much down to earth, very straightforward, you know, drama. Yeah people talking basically yeah there's a lot of talking and a lot of dialogue again a lot of talking a lot of dialogue and none of it is boring though yeah there's not a single moment in this movie where things are boring that's just a sign of great writing oh yeah you know i mean like there's nothing wrong with people just talking when what they're saying is interesting and the people who are doing it yeah do it well <laughs> everyone in this movie does a great job in their roles too yeah, yeah so. for sure yeah all the actors are great and yeah uh, you know like it's not the most extreme of the three for sure yeah but it still is has its moments of disturbingness because like i said like you just see this like he's like a 16 year old kid who's radicalized yeah. and there's no saving basically and also like again you're talking about his like realist uh, alan Carr's like a realistic documentary style mm-hmm. uh you can see that in like a lot of like the writing of the movies and like a lot of the slang that is used oh, yeah. and very street of, slang yeah yeah very slang heavy you know and that's i think it's actually really important though it made it difficult at yes. times i did have to watch these with subtitles on not I because i couldn't understand the accents yeah it's just the the slang words were throwing me over a loop yeah <laughs> and if i can read it it helped me put it in context a little better yes than just listening to it <laughs> I wasn't like the firm like, in particular. I found yes. it very difficult at times. A lot of the, uh, like, lot, lot, lot of the accents and mm. slang together just kind of it was, it was like a lot, pretty hard to take yeah. in. The dialects are thick. Yeah. But yeah, I don't know, man. I don't know what to say about me in Britain. I actually didn't think I had a lot to say about it, but it turned out when we started talking about it, I yeah. did. <laughs> yeah, it's, <laughs> you know, like it's fucking fantastic. Yeah, know? it's a great fucking movie. I highly recommend it. And so, someone needs to get the rights to this fucking thing. And yep, give it a good release. Put it out. Yep. Kino Lover seems like a perfect movie for them. Yeah, Kino. Uh, indicator. Indicator. I mean, honestly, at this point, they they put out scum. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I don't see why they wouldn't. I'm scum. <laughs> I'm scum. Two opposite people. <laughs> um. So yeah, that's uh, that's made in Britain. Good, good fucking shit, dude. Absolutely, really good shit. Uh. So next up, we fast forward to 1989. Yes. And this one stars another just fucking fantastic actor, mm-hmm. Gary Oldman, one of my absolute favorites of all time. He, like, in this role, he's barely recognizable. The dude's a chameleon. Yeah. 
like when he becomes somebody in a movie, he he's gone. Yeah, he's just them. You never. There's never a point in this movie where I'm watching like, oh, Gary Oldman. I'm like, that's Bexy. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like, and Bexy's a fucking dick. He's a dick. Interesting thing about this movie is that yeah. it was an episode of a TV series. Okay, basically, it, it, TV series in that like each. I don't know if it was every week or whatever, or how yeah. they did it. I, I'm not over it. It's called Screen 2. Okay. And essentially, it was a series of made-for-TV movies. Mm-hmm. And Alan Clark duh, did this one for it, and it's The Firm. Yeah. And this is an interesting one, because it's, it's a topic that I don't know a ton about, though I do know about it. Yes. Uh, essentially, <laughs> it deals with soccer hooligans, which are just what it sounds like. Yeah. <laughs> They're fans of soccer or football. Everyone's like it. Uh, I, was, I was reading a, a little bit about... Uh, well, I was, I was reading a review of the movie, and there's a, there's a quote in the review that said that, you know, football hooligans, soccer hooligans, whatever... Were, was the uh, was the British disease mm. back in back in the day? Essentially, they're football fans of sort. Yeah, I mean they are football fans. Yes, hardcore. But what they care about more than anything, yeah, is fighting. Yes, and they just like to go to football games to just cause a ruckus. Yeah, and essentially, we learned that like all these hooligans are split off into gangs that they yeah. refer to as firms hmm. so like for instance Gary Oldman's firm is the ICC yeah and they represent this team you know mm-hmm. and then you got the Buccaneers they represent the I'm assuming the Buccaneers you know yeah. I, I'm not familiar with soccer yeah. it's not a sport that I follow I don't really no. follow any sports no uh I, me, me and you mostly follow like combat sports yeah. if anything pro wrestling pro the wrestling. only real sport in this world <laughs> my god wrestling's real people are fake <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Hell yeah so uh <laughs> Bexy played by Gary Oldman gets yeah. this idea that the World Cup is coming up I think it's the World Cup to the World Cup or one of those big ones something sports something that we don't know yeah about. yeah yeah one of the big ones though right yeah cause they're going to go to Germany yeah and they want to represent England but what he wants to do is unite all the gangs together, all the firms into one, and make it the firm of England yeah. and represent England over there. And by represent, he means go there and fight <laughs> the yeah. firms of those countries, <laughs> it, it causing a fucking like shitstorm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But however, the other gangs don't want to do that because Bexy wants to be the leader. <laughs> yeah, and there's a lot of ego involved with this. Yes. So essentially, we just watch basically gang warfare between these three firms as Gary Oldman looks to systematically take them out. Yeah. And merge them into one. Yes. Uh, something I learned by watching the movies this week, and you were well out of order. Well out of order. <laughs> uh, yeah, so something I did like uh, not not learn because I already knew this, but uh, something that Alan Clark's movies do put in perspective too is just how stupid men can be. Oh, for sure, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> because again, in Made in Britain, Trevor goes so fucking far to be a fucking scoundrel, a shithead. Yeah. In the firm. These fuckers will go so far over a fucking game. Yeah. A sport. A sport. Yeah. But there's a great line at the end of the movie, minor spoiler, Yeah, where they're kind of all talking, you know, at Mm -hmm. the end of the movie, and the guy's like, if they ban us from football, we'll just go to boxing. If they ban us from boxing, we'll go to darts. It doesn't matter, you know? It's not about 
soccer. It's not about that for them. No. It's about being, you know, Bexy says it himself, I need the buzz. Yeah, it's it's just, it's glorified gang activity. Exactly, yeah. You know, and it's just interesting because, like, they're all probably late 20s, yeah. early 30s. You know, they're young men. Yeah. But they're young. There is, like, a very young member of, of Bexy's firm. Yeah. I think he's, like, 18. But 17. they're acting like children. Yeah, they act like f- fucking... Immature shitheads. There's a great fucking scene where they're shooting the the, the photo of them all together. And they're just yeah. being like juvenile little kids, basically. God, I don't know if you thought about this. The only guy, the, the what I thought about in that scene was fucking Varg Vickerness taking <laughs> that photo. Yeah, <laughs> I didn't think about that, but that is funny. I thought about that. I was like, God, it's just a stupid. It's interesting too, because like you're like, oh, Bexy's a bastard. Yeah, and I get that. Bexy, they say it a lot. Bexy's an animal. Yes. When it comes time to rumble, as they call it, yeah. Bexy's vicious and he's yeah. violent and he's mean. Hmm. And when it comes to like his gang, when they get out of line, he's violent and yeah. mean. But but Alan Clark does such a good job of showing a different side of Bexy. Yeah. Like when he's with his family, he's someone else. Yeah. Uh, he, he's actually very loving, you know what I mean? Yeah. And like when he's being good to his like his gang members, he's actually really nice and like yeah. loving and caring and like wanting to get them to where they go. It still doesn't change the fact that he is an asshole. But at the end of the day, it's all about power to him, though. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like all this is a game to get him to the top. Exactly. Which <laughs> I want to talk about because we haven't had a chance to talk about this movie. This is the first time we're talking about it. Yeah. Because I watched it this morning. I want to talk about this one part, but we can't because it's a spoiler. But like yeah. something that like we'll talk about that off air. Yeah, yeah. But but, but it, what it does is it shows how much of this is a game. Yeah. To Bexy, that when something happens, he's just like, <laughs> come on now, you yeah. know, like. <laughs> You know what I'm talking about, right? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. But like, it's like, it's like, you know, he doesn't expect it to escalate past anything else, even though they're being ridiculously violent. Yes, and carving people up. Like this movie, and again, we'll we'll get to it. I know I've said this many many times already, but when we get to scum, like while everything is grounded in reality, the violence in the firm and scum, especially, are almost cartoonish. It can get that way, yeah, because it's insanely brutal at times Mm -hmm. and while other times still being grounded in reality but having a feeling with like jesus christ this is over the violence can be over the top even it did lead me to like ow like what was that i hit myself with my fucking smoke (laughs) it did lead me to realize in a way too where it was like um british sports fans are way better at chanting than we are. Yeah. Like, because the whole time, just like, watch fucking British wrestling. I know, like, they're coming these songs and shit, like, off the cuff, and I'm just like, fuck, they're way better at it than we are. And here in America, <laughs> like, at a wrestling show, it's like, this is awesome. <laughs> Bye forever. Because it's just like, it's there's the one part where they're like, Bexy, 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 Bexy. Like, that's so fucking cool. Yeah, it's fun as fuck. Yeah, but like, I mean, you can't talk about the firm without talking about Gary Oldman's performance. He it's fucking is. a brilliant performance. Oh, man. my. God, he's like the way he can switch on a dime. He's so good. In There's this, man. two to three scenes in this movie I can think of where they're all kind of getting together and they're just laughing and joking, yeah. haha, and then boom, yeah, Bexy switches. And when he switches, man, he's scary. Yeah, and like, like the gang type stuff they do. Like he plays a lot of head games with his own members. Yeah, like at one point they they all have tattoos on their arms. Like the yeah, ICC. yeah, and. He's like, oh, look, you have the tattoo yet? And he was like, no, no, what, what tattoo? And he's like, and they all show their arms, and 
He's like, well, we got, we got, we got to give you that. We have to give it to you now. Mm-hmm. And he pulls out his knife. He pulls out a knife and carves ICC into his arm. It's Stanley, if you will. Yeah, and then puts ink in it. And then after they do that, they he spits into his hand and rubs his off. They all do. Yeah, yeah. But that it's that so scene too, up. it is fucked up. But that's also scenes like all oh, boys being boys. Uh, it's yeah. just a prank kind of thing. You know what I mean? Just a prank, bro. Yeah, exactly. You know. But sometimes it's so fucked because they again correct me if I'm wrong because I'm pretty sure I they, they, they do carve it into him. He at least cuts him. Yeah, I don't know if he carves the full ICC in, but he yeah. definitely cuts him at one point. Yeah. Well, it was the other scene too, where they're in like they're getting ready for the big rumble, yeah. if you will, and uh, they're taking the photo and everything. And mm-hmm. then I think his name is Dennis. Yeah, uh, begins to kind of like just kind of question. It's like it's it's a suicide mission. Yeah, essentially what he says. Yeah, and like just the way like Banksy or Banksy, <laughs> Bexy is Who's ba- Banksy. Banksy's a graffiti artist. Oh yeah, <laughs> Bexy is like you know basically like, oh you can pull out, but I'm gonna make your life hell if you do. God. While still trying to be like that charming leader kind of thing, yeah. Because he's like, he's like, you can go, you know, live your life, but you're gonna be in this part of town, and I'm gonna see you, and you're gonna see me everywhere. No, <laughs> you're like, Phew. you know, like, yeah. He's vicious, man. But, like, like he's like, when he punches people, he's like screaming and just like, yes, animalistic and violent. Has to rip people apart. Oh yeah, you know, like he carves people up. That scene, man. It's fucked up. It's like, so you don't see up. anything, but it's fucked up. Yeah. Yeah, Alec Clark does it very well. But in a way, too, it's almost... It's not admirable. I don't want to yeah. use that terminology. But, like, it is getting revenge in a way. Yeah. Because, like, you know, he hurts one of his gang members. Yeah. And he's like, I'm going to do this for you. <laughs> is that true? Probably not. He's probably going to do it anyways. Oh, yeah. Boy, he, it makes that guy feel like, oh, I'm part, of the, I'm part of the boys. Yeah. You know, he's my leader. You know, he's doing yeah. this for me. Exactly. It's... It's brilliant. Yeah. Like, it's brilliant fucking uh, writing. And... Yeah, the writing this one is really fucking strong. Yes. Right. I need the buzz. Well, then go buy a fucking beehive. That's almost funny. <laughs> yeah, it was almost funny. <laughs> oh, my God. And again, like, he can be, like, very charming at points. And yeah, he's when he's very... with his kid, like, he's really likable. Yeah, even... He with... seems sweet. You know, well, he's, he's, got, he's got his kid saying, piss off, you yeah. know? Like... And, and the wife's like, oh, come on, don't do not do that. Yeah, don't teach him that. And then then you catch, like, the next scene, and he's trying to beat the fuck out of someone. Yeah. It's fucking insane. As you said, Gary Oldman was the perfect person for this role. And then there's Trigger, too, who's, like, his right-hand man. Yeah. Who I like a lot, too, because, like, mm-hmm. he's, like, he's, you know... He's almost even more radical than Bexy is. Yes, he goes uh, over the top a lot of times. Yeah, he's always like, he's ready to go. Yeah, he's ready to fight anybody. <laughs> he's ready to go. He flips on a dime. He's ready to beat everyone. Bexy's dad, who's not in it very much, is yeah. really good as well. And the wife is really good as well. They all do. Like, everyone in this movie does great. And I love, the, you know, I won't spoil it, but there's the last scene where everybody's together in this pub and they're actually being interviewed. Yeah. But, like, the whole movie feels like a documentary yeah the way everything's framed the way the characters give dialogue a lot of times it feels like it's to the camera even though yeah. they're talking to each other and then at the end of the movie it takes a second to realize what's happening yeah because like the way they're talking and the way they're delivering the dialogue it feels like they're talking to the camera then you realize oh they are yeah because then it pulls out and you see that they're being interviewed for a television yes or, or for news I'm assuming yeah and it's like wow that's really fucking clever like the way yeah. they did that because it feels like that way the whole movie you know yes again 
Alan, Alan Clark was the perfect person to direct this movie. Direct this. <laughs> yeah, he was. And Gary Oldman was the perfect person to be the lead. And you got to talk about the, the 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 fights too. Oh my god, like they're just like they're not pretty. No, they're not well choreographed. Well, they're well choreographed in that they're done well, but they're yeah. super sloppy and realistic because they're just falling all over each yeah. other and like you know. It's, <laughs> it kind of reminds me of some of the fighting in like a Clockwork Orange. Yeah, which you brought that up. This is almost like a more realistic Clockwork Orange. Yeah, Bexy is what if what if uh, uh, Alex was real? Yeah, you know? <laughs> that's Bexy. It's an amazing movie. Yeah, and and. You got to get up to to oboe and yeah. yeti the two i can't call them villains because bexy's not a good guy no that's not <laughs> his rivals yeah like there's not really a villain or protagonist in alan clark in this one i mean yeah. like in main britain there's definitely a good guy and a bad guy yeah trevor's bad the warden guy's good yeah uh, in Scum and The Firm, it's really just like... It's gray. Who is worse, basically? Yeah. <laughs> very much as a very, uh, very in the middle shade of gray. Yeah. I, I love this movie. And it's such a breeze to watch, too, because where it was a BBC made for TV movie... Yeah, it's really short. It's like an hour and something. But see, again, it's one of those movies, though. It's like... like Again, sometimes when I watch movies, I'm like, "Oh, this could have been a little shorter." Mm-hmm. This one, I could have watched these. Oh guys man, I could have watched. Yeah, I could watch this another hour. It's so good. Like I could watch Gary Oldman for another hour. It's so good. It's man. brilliant. It's a brilliant fucking movie. It's so well done. Like again, we don't talk about star ratings on the show. No, but again, like I, my initial uh, rating on like Letterbox was, like, it was like a four. And then the more I think about it, I'm like, that, that could be higher. I give it all the same. Yeah. Yeah. I just I give it some uh, uh, some room to it, uh, grow. Mm-hmm. And one that I think can grow upon uh, watches is the one we're going to talk about next. Yes. Because I, even though I did rate them all the same, I got to say I do think this was probably the best. Yeah. Uh, 1979. We're going back in time a little bit. Yes. And... Um, I think uh, we're going back in time a decade. Yeah, on I think not not on the money, of course, because you know dates and shit. But yeah, 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 uh, yeah. About ten years before, mm-hmm. Alan Clark directed Scum. Yep, his probably most well-known movie. Yeah, and ugh, man. Before we get into it, I just gotta say, like, I was fucking blowed away yeah. by this movie. Me too. Like, it, it floored me how good it was. Again, there's not I was many... not expecting the experience I got. Yeah. It's not many times I watch a movie and have to take a break. Mm-hmm. This movie had a scene where I did I did take a little bit of a break because I was like, I need to, I need a minute. I didn't take no breaks, but it is intense. It's a very intense movie. Yeah. Uh, it was a movie that if I had the time, I probably would have just started over with the commentary. Oh yeah, just because it was that good, you know what I mean? yeah. But I think when you both had to like go to work, so. yeah. Um, so yeah, Scum basically tells the story of this very brutal Borstal. Yeah, and we talked about a Borstal a little bit. Borstal seems to be what was a detention center kind of thing. Uh, I wrote down the definition of Borstal. Go for it. Borstal is a custodial institution for youthful offenders, aka juvenile prison. Yeah. So it's like in the states you have like alternative school, right? Yes. That would be more like where Trevor goes. Yes. In Maine, Britain. Then you have, like, detention centers. Yeah. And that's more what, what a borstal would be. Yeah, this is to hold juvenile offenders. Yeah. Basically, they put them there until they're old enough and they go to jail. <laughs> yes. Or 
sometimes they'll release them back into the public if they've showed any growth. Now, Borstals don't really exist anymore. No. They seem to all have been shut down. I wonder if this movie had anything to do with that. Uh, well, since the BBC... <laughs> Uh, originally, uh, Scum was a, a TV for TV movie by, of course, Alan Clark, mm-hmm. and BBC was like, oh, "Fuck no, you're not. We're not airing that." Yeah. <laughs> so he was like, "Fuck it, I'll make it myself and make it a feature." Which I think that version of Scum is available now too. Oh, is it? Like the the original made for TV version? I did not know that actually. Yeah. yeah. Which a lot of the cast is the same, but just a few actors are different. Okay. Um. I think it was like a play almost. Really? Yeah. Which I would like I'd like to see it now. Yeah. So we've not really even gotten to the plot of no. this yet. So essentially, like I said, we have this Borstel. Yeah. And we have some new I don't know what you want to call them. <laughs> uh have some new um I'm just gonna go ahead and say new prisoners. Yeah, okay. That's fair enough. And that's um Carlin, who yes. is kind of our Carlin. kind of our lead. It, the movie kind of revolves around a few characters, but Carlin's kind of yeah. the lead. Carlin's played by Ray Weinstein, which he was in some other stuff, mm. but I wasn't familiar with really anybody. A lot, in this lot movie. of I, I think it was a lot of like British movies that yeah. we had not seen because again, we don't know everything. Then you have Davis, yes, and Angel. Uh, is it Angel? Mm. I thought it was Archer. No, Archer's already there. Oh, oh yeah, yeah. Oh, that's people who were trying. Oh yeah, gotcha, gotcha. Yeah, so they come into it and they kind of get very quickly acclimated to what this place <laughs> yeah. is going to be like, as the guards that are bringing them are racist. Yep. And violent, and brutal. Have no care. And all they want to do is tear down these young men and reform them in their image. Essentially. Essentially, imagine like kids being sent to the boot camp from uh, Full Metal Jacket. Yeah. <laughs> uh, which again, I think it's a very good descriptor of what this Borstal in, in Scum is like. They want to tear these kids down to the point where they're not even human anymore, but they're robots. Yeah, and then you have Archer, who's already there. Yeah, who he's kind of a menace in a way, but like I find Archer to be very charming. Archer, basically, he's just rebellious to a to a fault, right? Like he refuses to conform to them. He refuses to be torn down by them. Yeah, he knows what they're doing. You know what I mean? He yeah. sees what they're doing, and he talks. He brings it up because he talks about like there's the great scene where he's like, "Can I want to talk about the nature of trust? Because you tell us to trust you all the time, yet all you do is break us down." Yeah, brilliant scene. But like you know, he says he's a vegan and an atheist when he's not really even a vegan. No, he's just doing that to fuck with them, basically. Oh yeah, just seeing how far he can push push them, yeah. which he's great. And then you have like. Um, Woody, yeah. who seems to be kind of a slower kid, who like all he cares about is his dogs had puppies. Well, that was a first. Uh, well, Batters died. <laughs> yeah, we've never had that happen before. I think we had it happen like once before. I think that's it. <laughs> Anyways, so yeah, Woody, you know, like he's you know, he what I say, like he yeah. only cares about is is getting his dogs taken care of, which is admirable. Yeah, you got like, was it Mink? I don't remember all their names, but anyways, you got all these kids, Tony, you know. Mm-hmm. They're all interesting too. Like this thing yeah. that was moved that I thought was really fucking cool. It was like each character was like memorable at least. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe you didn't remember their name, but you remember them when you see them in the movie. Yeah. And like, I don't know, man. And the movie follow basically the plot is the movie follows them as they go through the fucking life in this borstal. Yeah. And how brutal and violent and fucked up and vicious it is. Mm-hmm. And like they introduced this a- ideal or this aspect of like well, there's a daddy as they call him. Which is it's somewhat kind of, it's sort of like gang activity again. Yeah. Like in the firm but in this situation it's more uh 
it's, it's more just like oh, who's the head of the prison but that's not the guards exactly and like Carlin apparently was the daddy of his former Borstal he was yeah. at and like you know there's his name is Banks mm-hmm. and he's a, he's a whew, he's a bastard he's a piece of shit <laughs> and uh, you know Carlin at first kind of is just he's not really like subordinate to him necessarily yeah. but he's trying to just mind his own business and get through his time and get out of there he, a lot of times he kind of just ign- tries to just ignore him then a switch flips and when the switch flips Carlin becomes a completely different person yeah he becomes an absolute fucking monster yes <laughs> <laughs> One of the most insane scenes in the movie, in my opinion. Like, how about cartoonish violence? Carlin grabs a fucking mad ball. Mm-hmm. He go he goes up to a fucking poker table as they're playing, and puts two two uh, cue balls into a sock. And he says, carry on. Mm-hmm. Walks up to one of the members of this, one of the, one of the, uh, the what's, what's his name? Banks. The, Banks's goons. Pogo Banks is what they call him. Yeah. And they he beats the fuck out of this goon. Mm-hmm. And then another one tries to leave and he tells him to sit the fuck down. Leaves. Goes to the fucking t- table again. Puts the balls back on the table. Tells him to carry on once more. And he goes to the leader, beats the fuck out of him too, and then he's like, "I'm the daddy now." Yeah, and yeah, that's the scene where he flips the fucking switch and becomes a bastard. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and like, he's not a good person. No, like at first you kind of have a sympathy for him a little bit. Yeah, because you're like, "Oh, he seems you know kind of like he's just trying to like mind his own business and get out of here." Yeah, but when that switch flips, he becomes like a completely different person. And like at that point, you're just like, "I can't sympathize with this guy anymore." No. Because there's a scene where the daddy from the other uh, wing of the thing like challenges him to a fight. Yeah. And he shows up and he's like, where's your tool? He's like, what are you talking about? And he pulls out a fucking Billy Jack oh. basically and just beats the fuck out of him. And he's racist. Yes. <laughs> he's a ridiculously racist. Yeah, and like someone who you think is his friend, Archer, doesn't treat him with the utmost respect anymore. No. Or, but I said like Archer's like, he's just there. Yeah. You know, he's kind of just floating from... You know, person to person in a way, yeah. just kind of like almost being like a god a little bit. Yeah, but like, like this is kind of what the prison's like. Yeah, you know, here's how you go, you can get through this kind of thing. Yeah, you know I mean? and just refusing and like, man, like there's so many aspects of this film that are just in fucking infuriating. Yes, there's this thing called the governor's list. Yeah, which essentially is like it's a list they put your name on and like basically you get punished. Yeah, and they're just anything anything and every fucking thing they're putting them on the governor's list breathing the wrong way gets you put on the list essentially there's a scene where like they're fucking painting the side of a building right yeah and archer writes i'm happy on it right yeah and clearly it's the same paint yeah it can be covered up and they're gonna paint it over yeah and then the fucking head is like oh governor's list yeah i'm just like fuck off you know what i mean like fuck off and oh god the scene where they're all like getting like Archer's thrown into fucking solitary, mm-hmm. and they go to hand him his food, and he they're like, "Go get back in your room," and he refuses. Instead of you know being civil about it and trying to talk him into doing, it, they just fucking push him. Yeah, they just spill all his food everywhere, and they just move on. Mm-hmm. They're fucking awful. That's the, that's the biggest aspects. They call them screws. Yeah, which essentially they're like detention officers. Yeah. And they're bigger pieces of shit than the fucking some of the prisoners are. Yeah, the, again, they're extremely racist. Racist immediately, just throwing out slurs as soon as the fucking movie starts. Yeah, and like they're just fucking 
all they care about is just beating these kids down. Yeah. And they, yeah, that's the thing I think about when I'm watching the movie. Like, these are fucking kids. Yeah. Like, these are just fucking kids. Mm-hmm. Most of these people are there for doing petty fucking shit. Yeah, well, almost all of them. Almost all of them. And, like, for instance, uh, Carlin, like, apparently at his other Borstal, you know, got in a fight with one of the guards and beat him up. Yeah. So they're just trying to pin every fucking thing on him. Yeah. It doesn't matter what, if he if he actually did it or not. But then when he becomes the, the daddy, they don't give a fuck about him no more. Yeah. Now he's got the power. Yeah. You know, which I think is a big thing about this and the firm. Yeah. Know, power. Leadership. Control. You know, being on top. Being the number one. Being very toxic. <laughs> yeah. And fucking like, you know, like there's a scene too, which I thought was, you know, one of the most poignant fucking film moments of the movie and like just how these kids have been kind of just casted aside and like yeah. fucking forgotten by not just fucking you know people but the society in general yeah. like their own family there's a kid named Tony oh god and he brings the letter up to like I guess she's kind of like a counselor counselor therapist type which another thing about the movie too is like they don't even have they don't use their real names nope they give them like code names and numbers and they're yeah. like that's like that's all you are you're a number Yep. You know what I mean? And, like, anyways, he's like, he gets a letter from his parents, and they're just like, just the way the letter is written, so fucking, like, um, carelessly? Carelessly, or just fucking, like, no. Lackadaisical. Yeah, like, oh, sorry, we ain't written you. Candy passed away, you know. The yeah. funeral was nice. And the, the, she's like, oh, who was Candy? A dog or your grandparent? And he's like, my wife. That's what I. That's what I call my wife. Yeah, and He's, just how like fucking like non, like I don't know, man. I don't even know how to put it. Like it just it bothered me so much. Like that scene, yeah. like was like fuck, man. Like you know, it the way the that letter was written, just like it just no, it was so lackadaisical and yeah. like no fucking care put into it at all. A, a scene that got me pretty good too is like a very young boy. He's probably probably like 10, 11, probably. Mm-hmm. He asked the counselor when they're almost like a, like a group therapy type thing, and he's like, "You know, when will I be able to get out of here?" And the counselor doesn't even, doesn't even like acknowledge the question really. And someone else in the room is like, "Well, when you killed that boy, yeah, I guess I guess that determines your fate essentially." And I'm like, "God, he's like 12 years old and he's fucking killed someone already." Yeah, and he's fucked. <laughs> yeah, he's there he's, he's there for the rest of his life. Um. It's just a really fucking powerful movie. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, it just, like, it hits you emotionally in so many ways. Mm-hmm. Like, it's sad. It's visceral. Yeah. It's violent. It's mean. Exactly. It just, like, it shows, like, that this movie can be used for not just fucking borstals, but, yeah. like, prisons in general. Oh, you know absolutely. I mean? like, not, of course, not every prison is the same Yeah, in the world, but, you know, there are those that are more violent than others. Yeah. Where the guards are a little more lenient with their punishment than others, you know? Yeah. And... When I'm watching <laughs> Guantanamo Bay, yeah, <laughs> and like when I'm watching the movie, it's just like fuck, man. Like it just feels so hopeless. Yeah, like they feel like there's no escape and no way out. The like the ends, like the ending scenes are some of the most poignant in the movie. Yeah, like I, I again, I'm not gonna spoil or anything. The the one scene with one character in particular, that was the scene I had to. I, I did take a little bit of a break, so I was like, I just need a minute to like. Not exhaust my brain. <laughs> like you talk about the ending too. It's again that like harsh cut to black. Yeah. That Alan Clark does so fucking well. This one is the best at it. Yeah. Because like you're expecting like 
resolution. Yeah. You know what I mean? And what you get is just the same. Mm-hmm. And it's like, fuck, man, that's like, what a fucking like metaphor for life right there. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, <laughs> you expect revolution, and instead what you get is similarity. <laughs> life sucks, <laughs> and then you die. The performances are fucking brilliant. Yeah. Like I said, minimalistic music use. The way the camera so voyeuristically like just holds at times, like just like pans down hallways and just Mm -hmm. stays there and lingers longer than you maybe think it should. Yeah. But works. Oh, absolutely. I don't know, man. It's just, it's a fucking great movie. Like Mm -hmm. when I was watching, I was like, holy shit. Like this is a masterpiece right here. Yeah. Like this is an all timer. (laughs) Oh yeah. This is a Bonafide classic. It was one of those movies that I, you know, you know, I watched that you, you know, movies of yours that uh, that you own. I'm like, man, I am jealous that you have this edition. Of. <laughs> the indicator edition is very nice. Yes, the transfer is really good. It's got a lot of special features on it. The box is nice. It's got a book, fucking book, yeah, which I'll never read. And that triggers you. Yeah, it does a little bit. I don't read, man. I just ain't got time anymore. It sucks. <laughs> you make a little bit of time to read. You yeah. read a little bit every day. Yeah. You can read some shit between sleeping or working. Before you go to bed. <laughs> Um, <laughs> during lunch break. <laughs> during lunch break. <laughs> but usually during my lunch break, I'm working. I probably shouldn't say that, but <laughs> well, th- th- there goes. Uh, Here comes. Was it FIFA? 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 Uh, that's a sports thing. Yeah, yeah, that's a game. I think it's something like that. Oh, those motherfuckers are gonna come for me. It cost me my job. <laughs> They're gonna think you're starting a union or something. <laughs> oh God! Don't even say union. No union. Union. <laughs> remember that WWE? I do remember that. Yeah. Yeah. Fuck Mankind, good. Big Show, Ken Shamrock. So weird. Anyway, scum. <laughs> scum. Back to scum. <laughs> uh, you know, there's a lot of aspects too that, like, like when it comes to like, why would we cover this kind of movie on the podcast? Well, yeah. let me tell you. Yeah. Not only is this movie viscerally violent at times mm. and ridiculously bleak and. I wouldn't say nihil. What? It's not nihil. I wouldn't say nihil. I'd say hopeless. Yeah. Uh, there is, in particular, a rape scene. Yeah. That is brutal. That's the scene I was referring to. It is because I mean, like you can say it without saying who it was. Oh right, yeah. Or how why it even happens. Yeah. Like it's so random. Yeah. Which I think is very realistic. You know that like, oh, it's yeah. like this shit just happens. You know what I mean? Well, it's, it's not, not even like it's not even like oh it's just a rape. It's a gang rape. Yeah. And it is. I couldn't, be- I couldn't believe how brutal it was. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, I did not expect it to be as violent as it was. It's fucking horrible. Like, it's like it, it's not as brutal as that's been in a grave, but a lot of it did remind me. Yes. Where it's, yeah. it's so quiet. You know what I mean? Yeah. Other than just the, the moans and the screams of yeah. the victim. Um, and also, the, oh, the fucking guard. Oh, yeah, that aspect of it, too. That f- fucking piece of shit. And where nobody wants to talk because they don't want to be put on the fucking governor's list. Yep. Because then you'll get more time added to you. Ugh. Fuck the governor, by the way. That motherfucker needs the, the fucking old ass beat. He's <laughs> boot up his fucking ass. Yeah. I would say, like, this movie almost in a way feels like an ultralight version of, like, Solo. Yeah, it does, kind <laughs> of. It really does. Like, they're, they're not forcing them to eat shit or anything Dude, like that. It does have a similar atmosphere. Yeah. It really does, because, like, it just it just feels like there's no escape. Yeah, there's no way out. Like, you're you're confined to these walls. The only time you get outside is to work. Yep. In the cold, you know? It's fucking rough. It is. It, like, this movie is, like, scum is disturbing. 
It it also has elements too of like something like one floor of the cuckoo's nest. Again, I have not seen that yet because I'm uncultured, but <laughs> yeah, but it it has aspects of that as well too, where it's just like you know, you know these interesting characters who like all they want to do is get out, but like can't. You know yeah, what I mean? that there's no escape, and sometimes when there's no escape and there's it's only hopelessness. Well, there's only one way out. Yeah, you know, <laughs> you can probably read between the lines and figure out what happens there. Yeah, I don't know, man. This movie, like I said, like, it, it, I don't know what else to say because, like, it floored me. Just to say, like, oh, it blew my mind is, you know, just seems like underwhelming in a way. Yeah, <laughs> to still turn from uh, movies, my socks literally blew the fuck off my feet. <laughs> <laughs> literally, literally blew the fuck off my feet. Yeah, I don't know. It's it's a masterpiece. It really oh, is. Like it's 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 a great fucking movie mm-hmm. that needs to be seen by all yeah and just be prepared for a bad time oh yeah if you're listening to this show and you're wanting for recommendations you should expect that at this point sometimes i mean last week we recommended Giuseppe andrews movies people are gonna have a bad time watching that <laughs> <laughs> well i had a great time watching Giuseppe. oh andrews. i did too i love Giuseppe's movies but some people are gonna watch it and be like this is fucking awful yeah but this is not this is great i'm just saying like the difference is that's quality yeah this is this is content <laughs> this yeah. is bad in a content <laughs> yeah I, I, that's what i'm saying like the stuff we, we talk about in the show like a lot of times it is super fucked up and you know not safe for work mm. but uh there's a oh, man there's so many scenes i want to talk about there they are spoilers and we can't really get into like yeah the, in particular the scene where the kid's buzzing the guard Oh my god. That wow. Jesus Christ. That scene is brutal. Uh, yeah, again, that was about the point where I was like, okay, I'm going to go pet this new dog we got in here. It's because you got no balls, son. You got no balls? Yeah, pussy. <laughs> I had a pussy, son. <laughs> I just needed a goddamn break. <laughs> yeah, scum. Wow, fucking huge thumbs up for me. Oh, yeah. It, all three of these movies are huge thumbs ups. I yeah. think they're all fucking three fantastic. Like I said, like I gave them all the same rating. Yeah. Very, like on Letterboxd, you know, we don't talk about star ratings. Yeah, yeah. We don't rate movies and shit like that. We just talk about movies. Um, you know, I gave them all the same rating, mm-hmm. but I know because like very rarely will like the first watch will I give a movie a five stars. Yeah. Very rarely. It has happened, but not usually. Mm-hmm. Usually it's like four and a half and then upon further viewing, yeah. it grows. Scum is definitely a movie that I can see probably Being, giving five stars in the future. Yeah. Because it just, if, I mean, it's just, it's, it's fucking amazing. But it also depends on, like, when you want to watch this again. <laughs> yeah. I could have watched it again. Oh, yeah. Like, I was so blown away by how good the fucking movie was. I immediately wanted every information about it I could get. Don't mean to disrupt this. definitely a fucking spider. Oh, hell yeah, Just son. fucking ascending to the ceiling. Oh, hell. Fuck you. You little bastard. You little arachnid bitch. <laughs> <laughs> you got them octuplet eyes, son. <laughs> octuplet eyes. Now it's descending. Don't you fucking touch me, you bitch. <laughs> Punch you, it. I ain't punching that right now. This I, is well out of order. <laughs> I may clap it here in a minute. Yeah. Alan Clark, dude. I gotta watch Elephant now. Yeah. Which, it's on the firm disc. Yeah. Which is weird. They do not advertise it as a double feature at all. No. It's just like, the firm. And then like a uh, little elephant. A little bubble on it's like, featuring the featuring elephant. And I'm like, what? <laughs> why would you do this? <laughs> like, it's another Alan Clark film. Like, why would you not? Yeah. Like, like advertising it as like. It's fucking ridiculous. Yeah, it's so bizarre. Um, it was Blue Underground. Yeah. What the a, fuck, Blue? A weird one. I don't know, man. Um, yeah. 
That's Alan Carr, dude. Yeah. He's fucking awesome. He's yeah. really good. And another thing too is he's got so many fucking movies. Yeah, that, there's a lot of her like TV things. Oh yeah, but I'm sure you can probably find them and watch them. So. But yeah, he's quickly like ascended as to like a guy that I'm like, yeah, this dude is the top filmmaker oh, of yeah. all time. He fucking rules. He's gotta be. He's gotta be up there as like one of the best English filmmakers ever. Oh yeah. You know, I think about the same guy, like him and like the guy who did all the Hammer movies. Mm-hmm. What's his fucking name? Uh, I do not. I do not remember. Damn it! I can't remember. It's the guy who did like the Dracula and all those. Yeah, you know that dude's fucking great too. Yeah, but I am listening to you. I'm just you know, keep an eye on that spider. What the fucker scared the shit out of me and probably half the listeners oh, too. Oh my god, I'm sorry. It fucking like went down for a second. <laughs> well, just oh god, just put the it. microphone and clap it real quick. I can keep okay. doing it. Oh god, it's coming down. I can keep just fucking. Oh my god, just smack it. I'm scared to smack it. Why? Because is it big? I don't even see it. Yeah. Oh my god, just smack it, dude. Uh, oh god, send the dog to hell. Just clap it on air. Fucking spider murder. Here it comes. <laughs> and that's it. It's over. Bastard. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Instead of fucking me. jump scaring the fucking fans. I am so sorry. Or listeners. I don't like calling people fans. Oh. Why would you be a fan of us? There ain't nothing to be a fan sorry, of. Every, sorry. Every time, every time the fucking was fucking descending, I was just, my fucking balls were going up inside me. <laughs> Your balls were playing jumping jacks. They were like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Yeah, I was like, whoa. They're oh, going, whoa, whoa. God, I hate fucking spiders, man. Anyways, anything else Ugh. you want to talk about, Alan Clark, before we wrap it up? Uh, again, I... Just have to tell you, a lot of movies of his that I definitely want to check out now. Yeah, Elephant in particular. That one's yeah. really fucking cool. But, uh... Yeah. What's yeah. next? Do you know? I do know. You do know? Yes. What is it? Um... <laughs> Let it be known. We need to decide off-air if we're going to do something n- new with this one. Are you saying... Yes. I think so. Okay. We're doing our first back-to-back two-parter. Two-parters. Well, that's not true. We did first Vogel two-parts. Oh, second ever then. Yeah. Or maybe. Hmm. I th- don't know, actually. Well, it's going to be... Uh, it's a two-parter. Yes. Yeah, because we're not we're not covering all these movies in one episode. Fuck, Fuck that. That. <laughs> that'd be, yeah. that'd be, that would suck. <laughs> yeah, that would be awful. But we are... What do, we, what do you think we are? Moods? 22 shots of moods and horror? Yeah, we don't do that. We ain't that committed. No, fuck no. They're better than us. <laughs> Listen to them. Why yeah, you this? <laughs> what the fuck are you doing? We're lazy. <laughs> anyway. They prep for months on episodes. <laughs> I barely prep for a week. <laughs> I watched the movie the day that we recorded the episode. <laughs> oh hell yeah! Sometimes I rewatch the movie minutes before I hit record. <laughs> I've definitely done that. I literally watch it like literally the day of. <laughs> yeah. But uh, we are doing. The guinea pig films. Yes. The infamous Japanese splatter franchise. Yeah. I was going to say, seriously, it's a franchise. Yeah. Uh, we're doing them all. Yeah. Even the unofficial. Yeah. Which is going to suck because it doesn't have subs. No. I, I've not found it anywhere with subs. Now, if you're listening to this. Yeah. And you can hook us up with Lucky Sky Diamond with subs. Yeah, that would be awesome. Hey, slide them DMs. Slide them DMs and do not give us a fucking Trojan and steal our information. <laughs> You're not going to get much, man. No. I gave Saverin all my money. I don't know what to tell you. <laughs> I have so little money right now, it's not even funny. Yeah, Severin got most of my money this week. <laughs> I decided I was not going to get anything this time. <laughs> I might want to make a trek down to Grindhouse this week, too. Oh, God. 
Uh-oh. Yeah, we're covering uh, fucking Devil's Experiment. I mean, at this point, you just, could just say all of them. But. Yeah, Devil's Experiment, oh, Flareos of Flesh and Blood, mm-hmm. uh, Mermaid in the Manhole, Android of Notre Dame, He Never Died. Devil Doctor Woman. Devil Doctor Woman and Lucky Sky Diamond. Yep. That's what, seven movies? I'd say, there's, I'd say there's six or seven. I think yeah. it's seven. So, yeah. But. So, we'll have to do four one week. But, like, they're kind of short, so four yeah, wouldn't be too bad. Hard. Yeah, four one week, three the other. You say He Never Dies? He Never Dies, yeah. yeah. Which I have watched the first three. Here's the interesting thing. Yeah. I have seen the first four, actually. Yeah. But I've never seen all the guinea pig films. I have seen the first... I've seen three of them. I've seen Fire, uh, Devil's Experiment. Yeah. Flyers of Flesh and Blood. Yeah. He Never Died. And um, Mermaid in a Manhole. I, I watched uh, Devil's Experiment, uh, Man, Mermaid in a Manhole, and... Uh, <laughs> Flower of Flesh and Blood. Hmm. But yeah. Yeah. But that's cool that like I've, I'm finally going to finish the Guinea Pig series. Yep. Never have. I, I yeah, me either. So it's been something I'm. It's on my bucket list of things to watch. Which uh, a lot of people are like, oh, my bucket list of films are like, you know, all these like Casablanca. Yeah. Which Eight again, and a half. I do have movies on like that on there, but. I want to do this entire series. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, that's, that's what's next, and it's going to be a fucking trip from hell. Most people, like, they're, like, looking up films like, like Fellini, mm-hmm. Ymar Bergman. Yeah. I hear about fucked up Cat 3 movies on Mr. Parker's show, and I'm like, I want to see that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I want to find the beast. <laughs> Dude, I, I, I remember, like, as a kid, like, you talking about, like, like Campbell Holocaust, right? I mean, like, it's one of the most fucked up movies ever made. You, you know, you, you should never watch it. I don't know if I use that tone, necessarily. No, not exactly that tone. <laughs> I think you're playing that up a little bit, sir. Oh, yeah, I'm trying to make it entertaining. But <laughs> I walked into here, and I just grabbed you by the collar. I'm like, Matt, <laughs> there's a movie. It's called Cannibal Holocaust. Don't you ever fucking watch it. <laughs> How it actually went was I picked up the disc in your room as a kid and you were like yeah don't watch that don't watch that right now <laughs> like yeah. you get a little older yeah. and that sent me down a journey into the depths of <laughs> cinematic hell <laughs> it's like fucking walk hard the dewey <laughs> cog story no dewey <laughs> no you don't want this <laughs> I think I do want that. <laughs> I need to watch that movie. That scene's fucking great. That scene's great. I don't remember anything else about the movie. Oh, okay. I can, it may be a complete shot. I like John C. Riley. I think he's yeah, actually a good yeah. actor. He's in the, what was it, we need to talk about Kevin. Yeah, I need to see that too. I remember that being good. I watched yeah. when it came out. But I guess we probably should wrap this up. Yes. Maybe do a couple of shout outs. Shout outs. Shout. We did a couple of shout outs earlier. Shout. Let it all out. These are the people that kick ass <laughs> that doesn't rhyme at I all I fucked up it's late I'm tired I've been at work all goddamn day <laughs> dealing with people <laughs> you uh, also I don't mean I don't want to alarm anyone but I do see something in the corner of my room here yeah that may, it's like fucking Smash Bros a new challenger has approached I don't know what is it I, I hope it's like a cricket <laughs> cause if it's not that's a that's not a small spider <laughs> god damn it man how? Why are we in a spider-infested room, dog? I don't know. The The, the window is back. <laughs> the window's been fixed. It's been fixed for a couple years now, but... 
Oh, God. I remember that fucking unit that was in my room. That, that fucking time. Big Bertha. Fucking <laughs> Big Bertha spider, dude. Dude, Bertha fan, this motherfucker. Dude. It was huge. <laughs> that thing was the size of my hand. That fucking spider looked at you and said, tell him large Marge sent you. <laughs> dude, I slept on the fucking couch for days. <laughs> I remember that. I was, I was like, like, just kill it. I was like, no, look, you, John, mm-hmm. if you were in the room with that spider. I would have went and gotten somebody to kill it. I tried to get someone to kill it. They just smacked it down and it came back. <laughs> At one point, I thought it was smashed. And then the next day, there it was. He's like, surprise, motherfucker. He's like, I ain't dead. <laughs> I ain't dead yet. I ain't hear no bell. I ain't hear no fucking bell. And he kept moving, too. <laughs> and I was like, fuck you. Fuck you. I'm sleeping on the fucking couch. <laughs> oh, God. I, I think it's a cricket. Anyways. Anyway, shout outs. <laughs> yeah. Uh, of course, Spooky Celluloid. Absolutely. Go subscribe. Uh, Cult Collectibles. Subscribe. Mm. He's almost at 1,000. Maybe there now by the time this, this comes, comes out. out yeah. yeah. Hopefully, <laughs> I was I was uh, on his channel the other day. I was watching the intro to the Omshin Rikyo anime. <laughs> it's fucking wild shit, dude. I was like, this is insane. <laughs> Gotta catch them all, psychopaths. It's, oh Remember my god, that? yeah, <laughs> that was fun. That's that was fun. Uh, Cinema's underbelly. Mm-hmm. Uh, Murder Billy show and tell. Yes. Uh, horrible reviews. Horrible reviews. Mr. Parker. Yes. Of course. Quality violent cinema. Quality violent cinema. Morbid horror podcast. Severed Cinema, of course, yes. as always, because fucking he rules. I want to give a shout out to friend of the show mm-hmm. and member of Gore Grind Band, Gore. Uh, Purulent Granny Gangrene, his podcast, the Graveyard Shit Podcast. Oh shit! Okay, yes, they uh, they talk about horror movies and shit. Yeah, and also go check out the band. Yes, the band fucking is insane. They did a uh, song about Amityville Vibrator. Yes, and, and it, it is one of the heaviest things I've ever heard in my whole entire it's, life. It's vile, but in the best way possible. <laughs> <Yeah>. It's insane. <laughs> it's fucking nutty. Uh, who else? <sighs> Fuck, I don't know. Oh god, there's so many. I know. I hate to leave anybody out, but if they're a member of the underground, yeah, go support them. Yeah, guys like Unbox Watching Reviews, mm-hmm. guys like Shock and Schlock, mm-hmm. just anybody. You yeah, know Shock I mean? and Schlock. Uh, you can pick up a copy of Mute. Mute. Right now. Yeah, he's doing. Uh, was a Banana Box. Yeah, Banana Box releasing. Yeah, uh, he is doing a. Uh, as I said, he's doing a release of Mute, and the uh, a lot of the profits will be going yeah. sent to the Trevor Project. Yeah, I think it's it's like. Twenty dollars, yeah. But Ten of that goes to the Trevor Project, yeah, which is really cool. And it's all got like custom art done for it yeah. too. It's really nice. It's cool looking too. Almost yeah. like old school like Lucifer Valentine stuff, like almost like the crayon esque yeah. drawing. I like it a lot. It's really cool. I want to um, pick up that stuff. It's just money. <laughs> yeah, money and trying to figure out where to put this shit. <laughs> well, I've already ran out of room. I've given up on that. You talking about running out of room? I've got shit stacked upon shit. I've got stack. I got shit in the corner. I've got shit over here. <laughs> Dog, you sit next to my shit all the time. Yeah, you I know. But at least it's on a shelf. This one's sitting, uh, it's kind of on a shelf. I mean, it's on a <laughs> shelf, but, you know. Yeah. Yeah, I, need, I, need, I need something, I need to figure out what to do with it. It's a mess right now. It's an addiction, man. It is it's an addiction. It's a crippling, crippling addiction. You did this to me. <laughs> you got me hooked. It is what it is, man. You could be worse, you could be on fentanyl. <laughs> you, you stuck the cinematic needle in my arm. <laughs> <laughs> That's dark, I'm sorry. <laughs> oh, I'm at the rope. No, it's not good. Well, we probably should do this before you throw up on air. Oh, God. This is coming out of nowhere. Uh-oh. So, anyways. That's a reflex. That's a bitch. Thank you, guys. Thank you, everybody, for yes. listening. And, uh, yeah. 
Again, if you're gonna we got that lucky sky down with subs, <laughs> slide them DMs. Yeah, please. If you got any of these movies and subs, hook them up. <laughs> <laughs> hook them up, <motherfucker> up. <laughs> we, we, we do have subs though for hmm? a majority of them, don't we? Oh yeah, yeah. I'm I'm talking about just movies in general. Oh well, yeah. Oh, well. <laughs> any of these rare, yeah. any of that rare Japanese shit with subs. Also, I'd like a uh, button pick your lucky sky diamond. <laughs> if somebody I need that one. <laughs> Someone can get Underground Banker with subtitles that I can actually read. Don't we have that with subs? Yeah, it's got subs, but the subs are... It's... Oh, God, because all the movie is, like... It's kind of, it's kind of like, grainy and, like, the color's kind of off with it. Mm-hmm. And it's... The majority of the movie's kind of, like, whitish. Yeah. And the text is white. Oh, God. So it's kind of hard to read it. It's a masturbating gunman. <laughs> God, that's a movie. That is a movie. <laughs> that is a movie. That is a movie. All right, let's end this. Yeah, okay. <laughs> We're just rambling <laughs> at this point. You know, the other day we watched uh, Master Bank Gunman. Yeah. Perfect Bloom. Yeah. That's, that movie fucking rules. It does. No reason. Yeah, that movie That movie was wild. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then we watched Made in Britain. Yeah. What, <laughs> <of the show? laughs> what if that was the podcast? Oh, my God. Like, yeah, we watched Blades. Um, um, yeah. See you all next See week. Ya. <laughs> See ya. I don't know what I'm doing. Let's just this. Okay, I'm, I'm, gonna, I'm gonna eat some steak em. <laughs> Steak em. It's gonna be good. Some, food. some cheese on that shit. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. Hell yeah, dog. Oh, hell yeah. So, anyways, I'm John. And I'm Matt. And you've been listening to the podcast dedicated to the nerd side of film. Sick on cinema. Damn cinema. Cinema. Sorry if I scared anyone. I'm currently having to wear orange for my work, and I look like a goddamn pumpkin. <laughs> pumpkin ass boy. Fuck! I look like Cinderella should be going Jack to fucking. I look like Cinderella should be going the goddamn fucking ball on me. Hell yeah! God damn! I love you. <laughs> <laughs>